0: What's up? We want to give thanks to all of our amazing sponsors. Piper Diamonds, your hometown jeweler. Bling, bling at PiperDiamondCo.com. TheCardenasLawGroup.com, your concierge level service, which is for all your personal injury needs. And Compton Broomhead Dental at MunsterDental.com. This is top level luxury dental care and Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. Safety first since 1927. All right, Kelly Cardenas podcast, let's go.
1: Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas podcast. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed because I have two uh, amazing musical artists, producers, uh, writers on the show right now, and I just did my intro. I got in trouble because I had a, a DJ on just recently from Power 106, and she's like, I, I feel like I'm at a hockey game uh, when you turn on the music. And I was like, why are you trying to bag, you know, all the time? But hopefully in the future, like we talked about, then we'll get some, you know, some some Golden West stuff uh, happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need
2: some banjo in there,
1: I That's think. That's what I'm saying. And I- I'm so so excited to have these two on the show because um, it, it it means the world to me because we were at an event. This was probably I don't know probably four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and everyone was so excited about uh, well, our company at the time. We got a chance to uh, do the do a, a activation, and it wasn't for the VIP area. It was the what they called the V VIP, like the very very important whatever. And we get back there, and it's all the artists and the uh, you know producers and all this stuff, and you know for me. I've never really been a, a title person, and I'm a person, a people person, and so is my wife, and we're around, and we, we're, we're respecters of what people do, um, but we're more respecters of who people are, and we were around, and you could tell the people in the room that were looking of, like, who's that? Uh, should I be talking to them? How will it affect my career? And then I came across these two, and my wife and I did, and we came across these two people, and literally, it was like we made fast friends. We sat down. We were just talking, and we didn't give a care where we were at all. And it was phenomenal, because I got a chance to be able to know them before I knew what they did. And I'm so glad that I was able to do that. As we sat down, uh, you know, we, we talked life, we talked, uh, you know, back and forth and th- these things. And then I realized that they are writers, that they're producers, that they're, uh, you know, musical artists, and they're at the top of the game. And it was just so refreshing, because it didn't change anything. It, 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 it enhanced who they were. And so when I've been wanting to have you guys on the podcast for a long time, because I wanted to uh, help people to realize from mm-hmm. you guys' story, that it's not about the things that you do, but it's the people that you are. And a lot of times when you meet in that type of environment, you don't end up getting to number one, the people don't stay in touch. But you guys mm-hmm. stayed in touch, and I'm so excited to be able to have on the uh, show with us today Golden West. We could call it Golden West official. I'm going to say that in an underscore in there. Um, but Golden <laughs> West, uh, Britton Nash, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you guys are on.
0: That's Thanks for having cool. yeah, us. We're so excited to be on here and it's good to see your face again. It's been too long.
1: <laughs> well, for those of you guys uh, that uh, you need to follow them, they're on Instagram. I got mad at them because there's an underscore in their uh, handle. It's golden West underscore. Um, that's two keyboards that you need to change. And then official at the end, uh, you need to check them out, check out their music. Uh, the, these guys are seriously, not only their music that they're performing, but they're uh, writing for uh, artists all over the country, uh, which is amazing. So I just, I, I Thank, Thank you. you again for being on both of you guys.
0: Oh, we can't be more excited to be on here with you, dude. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Cause you guys, you
1: guys were in LA when I, when we first met, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys were in LA and then you moved to Nashville. You guys are in the Mecca now, the Mecca of, you know, country yep. music. I just, music, City. music. I mean, it's incredible. Tell us about that journey and, and what it's meant to you guys moving from LA to,
2: to Nashville.
0: Yeah. I mean, you want to
1: start it off?
2: Yeah. I mean, It's been three and a half years now, which has flown by. Um, We love it, though. I mean, the nice thing for us is as writers, you know, we started mainly as writers doing more production and stuff. And obviously our own band um, work as well. But being in Nashville, it's it's the songwriting capital of the world. I mean, every artist from every genre and most people instantly think country but all the best songwriters are here. Everyone flies into this town to write tunes. Mm
0: -hmm. So it's
2: pretty cool to be surrounded by people that do that all day, every day.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a different vibe than LA and Mm -hmm. we love the vibe of both cities, but like for a songwriter, this is the town to be. And I mean, we've just met so many amazing people in the last three years that we've been here and Mm -hmm. like, we're continuing to make great relationships and, the people in this town are so welcoming. It's great.
1: Well, I think this is a cliche, Britt, but uh, people will say that you have the voice of an angel. And it's cliche kind of stuff, but uh, when I say that, I, I say that from my heart with you. Um, mm-hmm. you, have the, you have the voice of an angel. And, and what I love about it, too, is that you actually play the music. And you very you. seldom see that type. I mean, that is gangster. Like when you can see someone who could play the music and then you have the angelic voice like what you have. Um, but also you have the, you know, the, the stage presence where you're able to connect, where a person from the audience will see you. And it's not like, you know, oh my gosh, she's untouchable. You are as an artist, but you make us feel as if we're like that we're just hanging out. How, how, I mean, I feel
2: like that when I'm on stage with her too.
1: (laughs) How were you able to do that? Was that something that, I mean, take us back to young Brittany, right? So young Brittany, um, were you singing, were you, was it that, that story that, Hey, I was singing since I came out of the womb and, you know, I was just doing those kind of things. What was it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was definitely that annoying kid that was always wanting the karaoke machine at my birthday parties (laughs) when I was little and was hogging it. Um, my family no one's really talented as far as music goes except for my oldest brother he uh he was in a band when i was a kid and he's a we got a big gap between the two of us so when he was in high school and college i was just a little kid and sitting there listening to his metal bands just wail in the garage and in his room and even though I wasn't a fan of metal music, I was like, this is dope and I want to do this. And so for years I was bugging my parents for a guitar and every Christmas, you know, I wrote a note to Santa and got a little toy guitar that I ended up breaking the day of or the next day because I was playing it too hard. And finally, my oldest brother was able to convince my parents when I was 10 to get me a guitar. And I've been playing ever since and been just trying to do what I can, and then in college met Nash, and we've been writing and playing together ever since then.
1: So, okay, you you went past it a little bit. At 10 years old, you got a a guitar. You broke the first one, okay? Sorry to your parents. Also, (laughs) I love it because you paused after you said... My, no one in my family is talented. And then you paused, and then you said musically. I'm so glad you said musically afterwards. Because oh, yeah, that, no. that would have been tough. Because you were like, no one, no. No one in my family is, is talented. I was like,
0: damn. No, no. She Actually, is. they're all way more talented than me in like life and every other aspect. So this is my only claim to fame.
1: <laughs> so were you that kid, though, that picked up a guitar and heard a sound, and then you could play it on the guitar?
0: Yeah, I didn't <sighs> learn chords until... I don't know, a few years later, but I was teaching myself and after I like kind of got the guitar down, I taught myself how to play bass, piano, drums, ukulele, mandolin. That's all I know right now. Just hand her whatever
2: instrument it is, just hand it to her. (laughs) She'll figure it out.
1: That's all. Just the mandolin, (laughs) the piano. I I was mad at kids like you, Britt, because I was like, I remember I I, I got uh, a drum pad and I only did drums because I wanted to get out of class. And I got a drum pad <laughs> and we played the donkey song. It was actually called the donkey song. Oh my song. gosh, you remember I haven't the heard donkey that song? forever. Remember the donkey song? Yeah. And it was the donkey, donkey song, whatever. And you would just be like bap, 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 bap. And I was like, Man, this is not catching. I couldn't hear music and then play it. Um, when did it really start to click? Like, did it literally did it start to click right away?
0: Oh no! It was not easy. I was so frustrated. If I didn't want to learn so badly, I would have given up because I I had, don't have patience. Nash knows this. <laughs> I, still, I wasn't going to say anything. I still am working on this. <laughs> At thirty, I'm still working on that. And uh, man, especially as a kid, I had very little patience for something that I couldn't learn because you know I we both were athletic growing up. I played sports, so. You, Something like that was hard for it not to come easy to me and I kept at it and I'm so glad that I did because I mean, this is our livelihood and this is our passion and I would have been in the dark if I hadn't stuck with it because I wouldn't have had a true passion.
1: Wow. So Nash, was it? I mean, was it similar with you? Were you did, were you musically inclined? Um, did you do it for the reason why most kids young want to play an instrument because of chicks? Like I wanted oh, to be. I so I hated. I didn't like Motley Crue's music, but I wanted mm-hmm. to grow my hair long and jump off a stage and break a guitar because I thought that their, the girls were going to talk to me during that time.
2: You know what for I mean? For sure. Yeah, you know it was kind of weird. So my sister was a really, really talented, and still is a really amazing singer. So see, he's nice to his I was always watching and supporting her. You see how he's nice to his family, there, Britt? He said that his
1: family was <laughs> uh, was talented. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. So uh, <laughs> keep going, keep going, Nash. I'm sorry, I've, I had to interrupt. You. No, you're all good. Yeah. So
2: well, so when I was going through school, I think I was always like elementary school and middle school, they were like, you're the one that's going to sing in the school plays. Well, then it wasn't as cool to sing.
0: I was going to say so I didn't for I, you guys. Mm-hmm. It was not cool to be a musician when we were kids because
2: yeah. it diff- I mean, different it, times. I don't know why yeah. it was weird, but I was really embarrassed and shy about singing until like, I think when we started in college, I, I was writing songs, you know, in my own time not in front of anyone i don't think even my family knew i was doing it oh. and uh, she's the one that convinced me in college to like finally get up and play live again which was really cool and when, i was when did you start playing instruments though so you I play you were... piano some but honestly she is she's the shredder i took piano lessons probably since i was like 10 or 11 okay and this is tough
1: talk to us about this because this is tough as a guy. Like I remember, I mean, you're mm -hmm. quite a bit younger than me, Nash, but, um, you know, there's a difference between being in the band and being in a band. Yeah. Yeah. And especially Mm, for a dude, like for a guy growing up, I mean, if you're like, yeah, I want to sing and play the piano, then people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I mean, that was the same as me in 1997 saying, or 1993, you yeah actually 1993 mm-hmm. saying i want to be a hairdresser
2: like for sure
1: you know what i mean that's not the most popular thing so how were you no. I mean, how'd you fight through that
2: well you know like we talked about uh with brooke i feel like i wouldn't have done it without brit's push honestly i would have probably still been writing songs quietly in the background but i never would play and then you know there's a lot of just pure songwriters in here but she really gave me the uh the courage and like the passion again to get up on stage and remind me that it's fun too. like now I can't get enough of of being up in front of people doing it, you know. So, yeah, it was a weird turn. And I'm sure you had something similar where you just dove into it and then people stopped asking about it, you know.
0: Well, and I will say I get I need to interrupt Nash for this because he's he's given me all the credit here. I, I actually he pushed me to listen to what he was doing and I kept putting it off putting it off because I as a freshman and sophomore in college was trying to find like because I was in a duo in high school and was trying to find someone else that I could work with because I was comfortable in that duo setting it's just fun to work with someone else instead of yourself you have someone else to build you up you have other creativity Mm -hmm. like it's just all positives if you have the right person and i went from being in a female duo to trying to find a male uh partner and all the guys that i'd worked with were just not good and i was kind of just over it and he was like oh i write a little bit like i want to show you these songs and i just kept being like okay cool yeah for sure i'll listen to him some other time
2: can i interrupt you there because <laughs> i real thought real he was too. gonna be
0: bad the first
2: day of college <laughs> by the way there's this girl Slinging CDs in the guy's dorm and she's on iTunes, which back then, like you couldn't just get on iTunes. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this? This girl's hustling. It's the first day and she's already out. Like <laughs> just trying to blow up. I loved yeah. it. And that's when I knew she did music. And from then on, I was like, I got to write a song with her.
1: Okay. Britt. now be truthful. Cause when I'm asking this, um, you can answer this and not have a big hit but how many dudes that with no musical talent were just trying to holler at you to be on your in your group cuz if i uh, i mean i'm married and you know my wife my wife is super hot <laughs> and i'm very much in love but you're a very attractive woman you can sing oh, thank you could play music i mean mm-hmm. If I was in that situation, I would have been like, yo, I play the spoons. You know what I'm saying? Like we can start a band. <laughs> I mean, we can there, was, there
0: was definitely a few of those. I play the, I, uh, I the jug. You know what I mean? Ooh, ooh, there, there, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> there was one session, I will not name names in case he is here this at some point, uh, <clears throat> where I feel so bad it was not good. And I pretended to lose the session, hoping that he wouldn't want to re-record it. And he's like, oh no, we can just re record it if it got lost. It's cool. And I was like, damn it. Okay. Now I got to find the session and just try and really edit this because it's not going to get any better. <laughs> so there's a few of those, but Nash was Wait, not. Wait, was it me? That. He was not <laughs> one of those.
1: <laughs> Nash is like, let me hear all the sessions now because one yeah, like, I want to hear. Yeah, it. Exactly. I, exactly.
0: Oh, I mean, so he. The, the way we started working together is after we had some people over, I was living with my girlfriends at the time in college and everyone had left that were hanging out at our house and it was just us and Nash. Mm-hmm. And he finally was like, you know what? I'm putting you in the corner here. I'm not letting you leave until you hear this. Song. I was that
2: last guy at the party that you're like, okay, everyone's gone. Like, can you please leave?
0: <laughs> no, but you were, he, you were one of our best friends. So it wasn't like, okay, What we was, the so- what, was the what was the song? What was the song?
2: Oh, my gosh, it's,
0: um, it's a you can tell my
2: roommates in college bet me I couldn't write a country song because I wrote mainly pop and they didn't know that my whole mom's side of the family is from Alabama. So like as this weird California country pull. So, yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? Like I grew up listening to old school country. So I think I wrote a quick like 30 minute tune about how my family is split down the middle and how that's like kind of weird to traverse from like the cali beachy vibe to the full-on deep south country vibe
0: i remember the chorus okay
2: now did you show up at the party like desperado with
1: a uh you know a a a, a guitar on your back and you waited and you were the last person you put her in a corner and you're like i just so happened to have this guitar
2: did you essentially well she had a keyboard set up in her place and i knew that that was there we
0: were working on some after Mm -hmm. the party because you know, you mm-hmm. were close with our friends, so you stayed. And then I think that's when you were like, oh.
2: I was like, let me just jump on there real quick. You broke <laughs> out the keys.
1: You start playing the keys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you start playing the keys. Give us the chorus of this song because
0: you I want to it. Oh, I remember it. 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 I, I know get you it. remember it too. I, Let's get
2: it. I think I know the first two. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. And I understand my time here has just been borrowed. And if you think, I'm not the man I claim to be, you'd be wrong. That's why I'm singing this song. Cause I got family in Tennessee, Southern blood inside of me. That's essentially kind of the start of it.
1: Okay. Okay. Do you, okay, this was the thing. I was just talking to my friend the other day, cause I'm learning about songwriting because I like, I can't songwrite, but I have friends who can songwrite. That's like a a boat. You know what I mean? You don't want to have a boat. You want to have a friend with a boat. You don't want to have a plane. You're so right. (laughs) It's the truest statement. That
0: is so on
1: point. (laughs) You don't want to have a plane. You want to have a friend with a plane. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to play the guitar. I want to have friends who play the guitar because it makes me cooler to hang out.
0: Hey, we'll come to Nashville anytime. Anytime.
1: That's what I'm saying. So do you always have to rhyme when you write a song?
2: No. I think that's my favorite part about songwriting and music in general is there's no rules at all there really aren't when did
1: you Uh. learn that brit like brit when did you learn because for me i mean every person who's not a musician which it intrigues me what you guys do you guys are i mean you're living what you love and you're so good at it
0: oh thank you thank you but from the outside
1: all we think the people who don't do music we're all all we're doing is like roses are red violets are blue uh you know my my Feet are stinky and yours are too. Like mm-hmm. we're always thinking in that nursery rhyme type of scenario. And then you guys are able to like, it's this whole different language. Take us mm-hmm. through a song writing. Like
2: how do you write a song?
0: I mean, it changes I think it, every session. I
2: will say that is the most asked question.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends on, it depends on who we're working with because people are comfortable in different realms of writing mm-hmm. a song. So like, Let's say we have an artist in here and they're used to getting the chorus down first so that they know like vibe wise where they want to get on the verses. Then we do it that way. Some people like to start from top to bottom. Some like to just start with an acoustic guitar and not build the track. Mm -hmm. Some people want the track built and then we write to the track. So, I mean, there's some
2: people bring lyrics in before the music. It just It can go any direction like it it always starts different. Yeah, I would say
0: 100 percent.
1: So, when you guys first started off, did you realize that it was going to be as technical like you, what you just explained, and uh-huh. like i'm seeing it, and i'm seeing the when you were talking about having the track right so you some people have the track, some people have the chorus, some people have the lyrics um, you know that they're looking at it, and then you guys as as I was watching you and i 'm watching you in the screen, I saw your 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 and they, hopefully they can hear your your brain happening because I could like I saw the gears start to go and so when you said track, I saw Britt go like okay, I'm in a place where the track is happening and I got to do this system, that system, and then I'm going to bring them a hit song. Right. And Mm -hmm. at what point did you start to realize that there was so many different facets and systems? Because when you're a kid at 10 years old, right. And you're playing the guitar, you're like, I want to play the guitar for my life and I love music and music is me. And this is what I want to do and I, what I want to love. And now in this realm, you're I mean literally there's a lot of technicality to what it is that you're doing. When did that start to for both of you guys? when did that start to happen?
0: um I would say probably a little bit before we moved out to Nashville, we started doing producing for people mm-hmm. um and getting into that realm of it and that's where we really dove into the technicality of everything because it wasn't just for our own music and for us writing for fun it was mm-hmm. for clients for for people's other people's babies like you know not maybe songs that we've written but they're bringing songs that they wrote that are essentially it's their diary and they're wanting us to bring it to life mm-hmm. so we got to make sure we do it in the right way and all
2: genres too like yeah i think that was the biggest help in learning more and like we learn some, we learn new things every day constantly.
0: Yeah, we're still learning. I'm sure a year from now we'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we like put that song out mm-hmm. like because we can do so much better now. But it's one of those industries that you gotta just put something out and move on. And you can you can nitpick all day, mm-hmm. every day, but nothing's ever gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. You just gotta go with your gut and let it be. Mm-hmm. At least that's how we, live by with the golden West mentality.
1: So when you, when you were 10, uh, Brit and you started to go towards this, uh, you know, this, this musical part and you start to do this, um, by the time you get into college, you're on iTunes, you're hustling CDs,
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you're hustling CDs in the guys. That's, that-
0: that's one of those CDs that I, oh. I, I, think I, got I still have
2: one. I'll send you. I'll I'll no. burn it and send a send a copy. No, You'll absolutely. Love it. It's not. actually really good.
0: It's not. It's Brit, so bad. Brit, where'd you get the
1: hustle? Like, where'd you get that part of it? Where? When was that instilled? Did you see it from your parents? Did your parents have that part? Because that's a. I mean, that's something that there are artists out there. There are people out there that are really good at their craft, but they don't really know how to bring it to market. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And oh, totally and the 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 ability for you to like be out there selling your CDs and you knew that selling the CDs would be easier in a guy's dorm room than it would be in a in Oh yeah.
0: Room. I mean it was uh, brilliant. I put, I thought put it was the my put my, my low cut top on, went to the guy's <laughs> dorm room with my CDs and my guitar and was waiting, quote unquote waiting for a friend to come down from his room while I was playing and uh you know just Grabbing the crowd. <laughs> so, th- but this is not a normal,
1: natural thing. Where'd you guys go to college?
2: Actually, near you in in San Diego at Point Loma. So
1: you guys went Small- to po- you guys went to Point Loma. There's not <laughs> kids in every dorm playing the guitar, is there? <laughs> no. no, no. So you you're you're doing this. Where do you learn that hustle? Where do you learn that? Where does that come from? Was it was it in you, or was it taught? And did you see someone doing it and said, "Yo, I want uh, that." Inspires me.
0: I mean, I feel like it was just in me. Um, I mean, my parents have always instilled a great work ethic with myself and my three older brothers, but I'm very different than them in the sense that I'm just kind of... Like, all of us kids have different personalities, and I've always been the spitfire that has kept everyone on their toes, like, oh, gosh, what is Brittany going to do this time? And, I mean... I think that's just something that they knew is part of me. And, you know, they just got to let fly. And my parents were so supportive and awesome about that. I mean, any show I wanted to play, like my mom or and my dad would take us, uh, you know, any show I wanted to see if an artist that I was inspired by, they'd take me to. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- they were really, really supportive growing up of that. And they were nice enough to let me, wail really terribly on the guitar and really bad on the drums in the house for hours at time just you know and not complain about it so which which
2: nothing has changed we
0: (laughs) yeah nothing's changed just now now the two of us are doing it and we got to make sure our neighbors are okay with it
1: (laughs) so so nash uh, like the thing that i noticed about you from the very beginning when we met was um you make crazy eye contact like not not mm-hmm. stalker eye contact but you make eye mm-hmm. contact when someone is talking to you you mm-hmm. connect with them and it's almost like when I sat down with you in that in that vvip room right um you know it uh life is beautiful um uh-huh. it was honest to god I mean it felt like there was no one else in the room and you were just interested in what I was saying where did you learn oh. where did you learn that because every time when I get on the phone with you which in the last couple of times it's been past one o'clock, uh, in the morning. Um, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Man. Um, that,
2: that's it's true. Actually that, though, that's
1: that, li- that's that life of a musician, right? right? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a dad, brother. I'm a dad. I got yeah. a, a nine year old. I'm trying to go to bed at nine o'clock. You know what I mean? And here, I, <laughs> here I got, here I got Nash calling me and telling me he loves me at like one in the morning. Um, it, happens. it needs it. to happen more. And he's, he's in the central time zone. So I'm talking just probably <laughs> three o'clock his time so but I I joke with you on that but literally you Mm -hmm. you have a way of being able to connect with people that is uncanny man and I know he does (laughs) he really does I
0: I
2: would love, obviously same with Brit I mean my parents really raised me and in a way that I was expected I was just always around adults right well I wish it was deeper than that but a lot of it's just I focus better if I'm really focused in on things like I just really focus in on people's eyes It helps me stay in the conversation, because if I lose it, then my mind just is all over the place. So I think the main thing was that just being um growing up in that environment and talking to people that were way older than me and wiser at a young age and being comfortable, really connecting. Like you're saying, like mm-hmm. you can't pretend to be involved in a conversation that's true. Without math like eye contact, but that, hopefully it is, isn't too creepy.
0: I will say I, I agree with you, Kelly, on this, and that's one thing. I feel like I've told you a couple different times. I'm like, you he is so engaging, and I I try to do that, but like I do the wandering with my mind, and I'm like, oh yeah, keep your eye contact. And Nash is so great at being well, thank you. being but- the engaging. Individual, and he brings me back down to earth all the time when it comes to that. I think I'm just
2: naturally curious too. Like, I enjoy learning about people and like really diving in because most conversation just throughout your day is like, Hey, how are you doing? And everyone says good, you know, even if there's really things going on in their life, it takes a little more to get people to really open up.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's true. Tell us about you guys' individual first show. And then tell us about your- sh- first show together, so Britt, oh. you go first first show, first show? i was mm-hmm. I was talking with first show ever I'm talking first show ever I was
2: your, your first show i was oh. talking i was, talking, I was, was okay. talking with
1: I was talking with Damien Horn and I asked him about his first show, and he's like, I got booed by parents at a talent show, <laughs> and I was like was there was there <laughs> that a, is wild. like like legitimate adults he's like, dude, mm-hmm. it was like Uncles, aunts, parents of the kids, and they mm-hmm. were yelling, Boo, you're bad, or, get yeah. off.
0: <laughs> okay, that reminds me of Step Brothers. I don't know if you were, saw that movie where uh, it flashes back to Will Ferrell's character in high school and the parents, the grandparents, everyone's mm-hmm. booing him. Yeah. So I, I can.
2: I'd say that's a common. Every, I think every artist goes through at least a few of those moments for sure.
1: <laughs> did you have a did you have a boo uh did you have a boo moment or tell us about your first one brett
0: i mean I you're... mean the first like performance I remember doing like when I could play guitar and sing was i think it was my seventh grade talent show, and I'd been preparing for it for like two months because I wasn't very good at guitar still. And I made the wise decision to play Girls with Guitars by Winona Judd. And it's not an easy song on guitar to play. <laughs> but I was determined to like get it right for this talent show, to be able to sing and play at the same time, solo and all. And uh, spent two months with my guitar teacher, practicing and practicing. Got him up there on guitar with a drummer, like had it all set up, ready to go was going through it and right as I got into my solo the entire school power shut off so I didn't get to finish the song and uh, all that work kind of went in for nothing but oh that was my, my oh, first man. show
2: I don't think I've heard that story it
0: was a bummer there's
2: got to be video evidence of this too I, I gotta find it
1: so Britt you're you're that strong gritty like you and Brooke like I said uh, my wife you guys are very similar um in your spirit did you cry
0: I'm pretty sure I cried. you did, yeah, okay if I i I wouldn't be i'm if I'm can remember correctly, I'd probably cried backstage because okay. I was so bummed
3: because
0: mm-hmm. I worked so hard on it and I didn't even get to show half of the song i oh. I think we got through like a minute of it before the the power went out, and we kept playing thinking like what's going on through a chorus, but it was just done, and that was my first performance. Have you so. done that
1: Have you done that song live since?
0: No, I don't think I ever.
2: <laughs> we need to do that the and break next, that. A,
1: the next one, you should have done it at Bonnaroo. The, I mean, when you guys when you guys headlined at Bonnaroo, you guys mm-hmm. should have led. Or no, I would say Encore with that song.
0: <laughs> that was a fun show that we mm-hmm. did. And we were so bummed that you know all the festivals weren't happening this year. But mm-hmm. I will say that was a great um, goodbye to the festival the world. for now. For now, <laughs> for, now. Uh, for us, to, like to, it, to, it was a fun last show in the festival season for us to be I mean, able to that, headline.
2: That's the last show that we've played
0: full band, full
2: band, and that was,
0: oh that my was gosh. June Over, last year. Yeah,
2: so, I'm already more than a year, it's pretty crazy. Wow, wow. So, Dash, what was your
1: first performance then? So Britt gets oh, Brit gets the power shut off. Sandman Sims comes out, dun, 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 and yeah. you know I'm
2: just joking with you. Uh, so I got super lucky. I did mine. I think I was probably nine years old. What was your and outfit? Sang,
1: what was your uh, outfit, Nash?
2: I was wearing a full-on Uncle Sam costume <laughs> with a giant top hat, and I sang, "You're a grand old flag." <laughs> to like 500 people
0: that's really funny yeah
2: did you, did you do spirit I was, hands what's up did you do spirit hands too no i did the i'm pretty sure i marched the whole <laughs> the entire thing yeah and i can't remember the words to it now but i remember being i remember being terrified and these older kids which i thought were really old middle schoolers were like oh just imagine everyone in the crowd in their underwear i was like how is that gonna help me <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't want to see them moms moms are different <laughs> nowadays moms exactly. are, no moms are in some yoga pants looking all good but back in the yeah. day they were wearing some moos and some jordash
0: exactly <laughs> yeah. that t- would definitely make you forget the lyrics <laughs> oh if that you was my a gosh yeah bad
1: time, that would yeah, be a well, bad time. <laughs>
2: The nice thing was the outfit was cute enough, I guess, and I was young enough that I don't even know if I did good or bad, but I didn't get booed, which is nice. Have you ever considered bringing back that outfit for one of your shows? I wouldn't be opposed to it, actually. That'd be really fun. (laughs) That would have been great. We have a side project that's like an alt-rock band we'll have to to send you that it would be perfect for. That would be awesome. Um, If
1: Brit would do her song. Mm-hmm. do her song and you have that in March during the time of, of the song while you were singing, <laughs> while you were
2: singing it. I you, just do background dancing for yes. sure. Well,
0: you know, we could do a mashup where he's like, you're a grand old flag while I'm singing on guitar. <laughs> and it's just a cluster of amazingness.
1: That'd be amazing. So tell me about you guys' first show together. Like when you got, and how long, like when you're going to do a show together and Brit, like, I mean you're by the time you guys play together, Britt you've already sold what like a million copies out of the trunk of your car in uh in, in uh, uh so you, i mean you're pretty experienced in this 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 mm-hmm. performance side nash are you as per, as you are you as uh, uh experienced in it by the time oh you my god first show? at that
2: point at that point, not even close the only thing I knew was watching my sister do it, which she was on like american idol and and played out around quite often and I at least knew the process but like then to have yourself jump in and do it is a totally totally different story and I know she'll tell you I was so I don't know if I've been more nervous for a show I think that's the most nervous I've ever been was uh when we played that
0: first one yeah mm-hmm. but you sounded great we we won so <laughs> we uh <laughs> I, I was working at Humphreys by the Bay. I don't know if you I know of that place. At, yeah, yeah. Um. So I was doing, a, you know, hostessing and working the concert series that they have every year. And in their little club area, I don't think they do it anymore. But back when we were in college, they had an open mic night where they had prizes. Like first prize, I think, got a couple hundred bucks. Second prize, a hundred bucks. Third prize, 50 or something, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And so I told him, I was like, hey, like they have an open mic night here and they want us to play. Like, would you be down? So we I'm pretty
2: sure I said no first.
0: You might have, and I was probably like, All right, I signed us up, we're playing tonight, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so it was a song that we had just written probably Mm -hmm. a week or two before and this was our first like
2: Can you remember what I song song that
0: we wrote. Um, I do remember it and it's not very good. But
2: what was it called? <laughs> tonight
0: I want to
3: make you
2: mine. Yeah. That yeah. Tonight
0: I want to oh make gosh. you mine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but anyways, so on <laughs> the way over to, there, It sounded we're good in-
1: to me. The listeners are now like, we want to know tonight I'm going to make you mine. What's oh, the second, what's the well, second part <laughs> of it? What's the second? Tonight I'm going to make you mine. This sounds now when you guys were singing it, were you looking into each other's eyes?
0: no we were just <laughs> so friends before then <laughs> yeah
2: we weren't even she had a boyfriend at this point who probably was not very happy about that song
1: <laughs> I, hey brit if i was your man and you were singing with i mean because nash is a good looking dude and yeah and, Thank he, you. Could, and he could sing <laughs> and he's charismatic and if you're singing a song uh, tonight i want to make you mine i'd be like tonight you're about to get out this talent show is what
2: you're about to do
0: <laughs> oh about, gosh
2: yeah i had no idea i was always like I love him. He's a great dude. Like if we really get along and she's now told me, he's like, no, <laughs> he did not like you.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't like
2: you either. Nash. That's the only time. Yeah. I have to like Hey, you. I had, un- you know what I mean? I understand it, but you know, the music had to go on.
0: There we yeah. go. I love it. Uh, so we, we were driving over there practicing mm-hmm. the song on the way, like blaring it and we brought his roommates actually. And mm-hmm. uh, we ended up winning. And so that hundred bucks paid for our bar to have that night. And uh, we that was the first of many shows for what is now Golden West.
2: That was a simple moment where I was like, "Okay, you can make at least some money doing music, you know, like being a college kid, making a hundred bucks in five minutes was pretty insanely amazing. Just one song off. Yeah. So
1: how was it for you guys? I mean, I, I come from a profession where I was very fortunate. Uh, my profession isn't, wasn't normal at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I had the support of my family. I had the support of my parents. They, they said, do whatever you want. You're going to be great and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Outside of my profession... I mean, your profession would probably be number two in your parents saying, <laughs> get a real job. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about from both of you, whoever, and uh, Nash, if you could start. Um, okay. What about when you went to your parents? What is that conversation like? Like, yo, I'm going to be a professional. Like, I'm going <laughs> to be in music professionally. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, wow. you know. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, so. How'd that go? After college, I was supposed to go to law school. I'd got in, already moved into a new place down the street from law school.
0: And you had a scholarship, had by a, the way. So well, he, he's smart. He's not sh- telling no, me No, He, yeah.
2: I don't think so. But any, anyways. Um,
0: Where were you the going to law was, school?
2: What's up? Where it was Thomas go? Jefferson go in, um, in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave San Diego. I loved it. I loved it. I would have done anything. But the more I thought about it, I just didn't see myself spending my life doing that. I thought I would have been probably good at it, but just not at the time. And thankfully, my sister backs her. She is an attorney now. So yeah, she does it all. And she was like, you can always go back. So why not do something that you want to do at least and see if it works. And then you can decide if you want to go back, which was great because my parents were not as excited about it (laughs) or accepting as she was but they they definitely have come around the the more shows we play too and it's really fun and and almost adorable like our parents are the most excited now they meet us backstage when we play and like they're yeah i think they've turned a corner for sure and they see that what we're doing is is viable i think
1: how yeah about, how I don't about know, yourself what would you say? how about yourself brit like when you have that uh that that conversation like you know cuz my daughter's 11 so you know i'm not mm-hmm. But I, again, I come from a different c- circumstance, right? My wife is a hairdresser. Um, we, we've we been in the entrepreneurial business for a long period of time. So if my kid came to me and was like, hey, uh, dad, I'm going to invent, uh, you know, cars on the moon, I'd be like, ah, cool, son, uh, try it out. It'll work out. Most yeah. parents aren't going to be in that realm. Did you have the undying support or was it like, pause?
0: um i from parents i would say the undying support for sure okay um you know it's tough because it's an industry that kind of like what you're in 99 percent of people don't understand it and it's hard to understand it and it's hard for them to wrap their head around it and when you try Mm -hmm. and explain it it's over their head until they're in the situation, like we've had sessions where we've had, you know, I, my brother sat in on well, one of my brothers has sat in on a couple sessions. We've had, I think your dad sat in yeah. on a session. And when we have them in the environment, they're like, what is going on? How, how are you guys doing this? And we're like, it's hard to explain. It's a completely different thing. It's a different type of work. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's actually for us, we think it's tougher because we have to, figure out how to make a living off of our creativity. And we don't have mm-hmm. to do that, but we want to do that. Awesome. And that makes it even harder. And mm-hmm. the fact that Nash and I have each other to lean on for that is huge. Because, I mean, there's so mm-hmm. many ups and downs where we're like, oh, we're on top of the world. And then I don't think we can do this anymore. Like, we got to figure this out to know we got this. And having each other to, like, bring ourselves out of those dark moments mm-hmm. is so pivotal and i mean it's we love what we do and we wanted to get into this for that reason we could have been working the corporate world doing whatever but we have one life and we want to be happy doing what we know our passion in life is mm-hmm.
1: so take us through the first time like that you have that kind of pinch me moment right And and also maybe when you share that with your family, because when you were talking about it, uh, you said that, you know, hey, uh, my family didn't understand the the scope of this. (laughs) thing. And if you were to try and explain it to them, it it would be a lot of words. It would be a lot of energy and they wouldn't understand anyway. I remember Mm -hmm. the reason why I say this is because it it happened to me um, probably six, six, eight years into my business. um, I went to a convention. Well, most people don't even know. I told my brother I was going to a hair show. He's like, what do they do? Show hair. And yeah. I was like, well, I mean, it's a little bit different, but I'm not going to explain. Cause it takes time. We're at this mm-hmm. one. My boss happens to be at the time, uh, one of the biggest uh, names in the industry and mm-hmm. I'm with him and whatever. So we get done and my brother's walking mm-hmm. with me and six people come running up and they happen to all be women and they all run up and they're like, Hey, uh, can you take our picture? And my brother grabs, you know, they hand my brother the camera. Well, mm-hmm. I, had, I had been through this a bunch of times. So there was six of them. There, I got three on each side. I got in the middle, put my arms around them, and I looked at the camera. And my brother was like, because he's my big brother. My brother was like, hey, dummy, they asked me to take a picture of them. What are you doing? And I said, well, they they want to take, take a picture with me. And he's like, yeah. no, they didn't say that why they want to take a picture of you? And I was like, cause I'm his little brother. And then they, the girls were like, no, no, we wanted to take a picture with him. And he was like, why? That's so funny. And then he laughed, but he, then it clicked, right? Then it clicked that it was something different. Tell us about an experience like that, that kind of clicking moment for you guys as people. And then, and then with your family, when your family's around and they're like, Oh, okay, this is what it is.
2: So, well, can I start with saying, like you were saying, we connected instantly in Las Vegas at Life is Beautiful, right? Yes. So we're going to Vegas again uh, to play a show and we have a friend with us who's in your world. And I think you were calling me and I picked up and was just talk, chatting with you. And she's like, wait, who's he talking to? Kelly? She lost her mind that was a moment where i realized how big you were in the world too Was the coolest thing ever she was so jealous that i was talking to you it was really fun
0: (laughs) yeah and and that's where we being in the industries we're in we know and respect what Mm -hmm. you have to do but we don't
2: you forget sometimes you just we all just do it every day and work work at it no
0: we're just the same person Mm -hmm. just working on what we love Mm -hmm. and you know, it's cool to see other people recognize that. And that was Nash trying to give you some props there. Oh, but for sure. It was a cool friends. thing. Thank you. Oh, I man. appreciate
1: it. So when did you, when did you guys see it for yourselves? Like, when did you look, like, look, you know, cause you guys have, have journeyed together. When <laughs> did you look and be like, yo Nash, did you just see did that? Did it just happen? You know, Hey Brit, did you see that thing?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say one situation which i think we've talked with you about um we've been working with and have worked with one of our good friends um we met him back in la kurt chambers and he's with you know dr dre snoop Dogg, all that camp and um he lives here in nashville as well and we wrote on his last couple singles with Mm -hmm. him man like me and roll with it and uh when we lived in la one of those like crazy moments was we were working on a song with him and mm-hmm. he got called into Dr. Dre's studio to do something last minute. And we had driven out to his place. It'd yeah. been like a two hour drive. Cause you know how LA traffic is. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, dude, we just got here. Like, is it cool if we roll with you? And he's like, Oh, let me ask and find out. And he was cool with it. So we rolled in and we got to like be in the, the, the studio. It and, was
2: incredible. And
0: Dre mm-hmm. was even like, Hey, like, what do you guys think of this? And we're like, this is dope. Yeah. This sounds great. You're asking we're there, like, we're what? trying to be
2: flies on the wall. Like we want, we almost want people to forget we're there cause we don't want to, we just want to be there to enjoy it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a, what an experience though. And like could not have been a nicer group and more talented group of people,
0: mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, th- that's a great crew. But mm-hmm. like, as far as our families go, I don't know. Like, I would say maybe the Joe Nichols show that mm-hmm. we played in LA, because um, most of our family was out there for that, and we were we did the thing because uh, it was at the Canyon Club, which is a little bit further out like there, like in Gore
2: Hills, I think.
0: Um, and most of our friends and fans live in South Bay, San Diego, like way further south. So we were like, you know what, we'll get some party buses and, you know, tickets are 20 bucks, 50 bucks for a party bus. You don't have to worry about anything. There's booze on the bus, you know, no parking, just show up tickets taken care of. So we we ended up having two or three party buses Mm -hmm. because everyone wanted to do that. Even like our grandparents were like, oh, yeah, we don't want to drive. We want to take the party bus. So we roll up to Joe Nichols show where we're opening for him and. He even's like, who has all these buses? He's like, whose
2: buses are these? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was cool to see, you know, in an environment where we were working, and this was them going to a show, but this was our work. They mm-hmm. got to see what we do on the behind the scenes. You know, we couldn't hang with them because we we're doing sound check, then we're talking to fans over here and there, and they're a quick you radio know, interview, saying hello to them at the table. But like, oh, we'll catch you after the show. Bring in his dad backstage because your mom couldn't mm-hmm. make the show. Um, you know, he was just so elated after the show to, to be back there and stuff. So it, those are the moments where I think they realize a little bit of what we're doing.
2: It's a machine. Yeah, like you get to see the the parts moving backstage and the bustle. You realize it's not just a band pl- playing into a microphone. You know, it takes a, a lot to get it all set up. I think that's part yeah. of the like crazy thing for and,
0: and that's what we appreciate about these mm-hmm. festivals like the one that we met you at life is beautiful um like shout out to our friends at superfly and mm-hmm. like these guys do such an amazing job there's so much work that goes behind this mm-hmm. to make it flow seamlessly for these 50 000 to sixty thousand fans and the artists that mm-hmm. need to be happy at all costs so that's something that people don't realize there's thousands and thousands of hands that really You're, make these events happen and, and
2: shout out to those guys especially during these times because that they're the hardest workers and that's their livelihood that's been gone for a whole year you know before they get to go back so hopefully that opens back up soon for for all of our friends in that side of the world
0: yeah and we want to play <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's, that too but that's selfishly we want to play but th- these guys really need it too
0: yeah
1: well, I mean, w- with you guys, looking at you guys, and, and you you do need to play. I mean, I think that the music part is so, so very, very, very important. You said something earlier, Britt, where you said, you know, when, when you're down, like when you're with somebody, like when you have a Nash, when you're down, he could be up and he can raise you up. When, you know, when he's down, you can raise him up. Um, how how do you do that? Like, how? Like, let's, let's, and that's a question for each of you individually, like when he's down, what do you draw on Brett to bring him up? Um, because it's gotta be authentic because there's, I mean, especially in today's world, there's all the cliches. Like you get on Instagram and people like, yo, you know, just put in seven hours of, uh, you know, uh, bench press in the morning and you're going to have all your goals. You're going to drive this Lamborghini and, you know, buy my course. That's how it's going to be. And when you have a person shouting in your face when you're down, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Where, no, it doesn't. Where do you go, Britt, to, to, when you see a Nash down or go into a dark place, where do you go to get the authentic, the authentic way of being able to raise him out of that?
0: I feel like the both of us kind of go in the, I mean, we, we're honest with each other. There's times where we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this sucks right now, but we're going to get out of this. Or, Hey, there's no need to be down about this. Cause we just did a B and C we're crushing it right now. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that we're, and we have the the problem. I think all as creatives, we focus on one thing too hardcore and we get in our heads mm-hmm. and that's something where we help each other get out of those like dark holes for something that doesn't need to be in a dark mm-hmm. hole. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I would say we just continually build each other up in not only like the positive aspects about each other, but mm-hmm. you know, Hey, today might be a shit day, but like tomorrow the sun's coming out, we got this, you know? So that's pretty much how we, I feel like pump each other mm-hmm. up as much as we can. Yeah. so sure.
1: Nash, what are you drawing? Like when, when you see a, a brick go into a place and- you know, say, say with Brooke, right. With my wife, there's times where she'll go into a place and literally I'll be, I'll sit next to her and I'm like, baby, you are beautiful. Like, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, look what you did yesterday. And she's like, you know, you say one more thing, I'm going to cut you like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I have to pivot. I have to be able <laughs> to figure, figure out ways. Sometimes it's just, she needs some cheez It's, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I was going to say sneak
2: food's always good. I was going to say like, You know, the biggest thing for, for, well, for Brit Brit's personality is when we feel like we're not, things aren't happening. She doubles down and like, won't stop working. My trick is to get her away from the work. And, and that usually like, sometimes you just got to take a break. You can't just keep, keep, keep going all the time.
0: That's true. You got (laughs) to allow yourself,
2: especially when it's down. Then once we're away, then I start slowly dropping in. Remember, remember this? Remember when we did this?
0: It's it's very true. He knows when I get stressed like that, I will just overextend myself just to feel like I'm doing something when I'm really just going in circles. And he helps bring me back to reality of like, hey, take a deep breath. Let's go like hit nine holes at golf. Don't mm-hmm. let's not work. We don't need to work right now. And then let's come back and like reevaluate this session or whatever it is. And like, it'll all work out. And he helps Mm -hmm. like, calm me down in that sense.
1: (laughs) Well, I've, I've been talking with a lot of my musician friends about this and, um, you guys in the music industry, you guys, I believe that you, um, experienced COVID before anyone else did. And it was during Mm -hmm. from, from actual physical music albums, tapes, CDs, into downloads, right? So that was honestly the apocalypse of music um, and having to navigate that, right? You know? Yeah. How much of that, because you guys, I mean, you guys were young in that time, but you guys were in the game and you Mm -hmm. saw this transition happen. How, if any, did that prepare you for what has just happened and how are you pivoting from this point?
2: Uh, Go for it. I mean, the, the, the great thing is it's just our passion. So we're going to do it regardless. And I think that's the biggest advantage Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because I don't, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's going to be ups and downs. And I think music is poised to actually come back um, with advances, hopefully in streaming. It's not there. They're kind of doubling down, but I think it always changes. Everything's up and down. That's the biggest thing I think for us is just, you, we do it anyways.
0: Yeah, that and so we had signed a sync album deal mm-hmm. um, in February. And, you know, it would have been the, the seven song EP would have been released this year. But you know, due to COVID, mm-hmm. it got pushed back. And because of that, that's caused us to want to release other songs before, which we were saving to yeah. after which in the long run, we're like, you know, maybe this is going to work out better we put these songs out first instead of after the album. We don't know, but you know, everything happens for a reason and we're just rolling with it and mm-hmm. we're going to do what we can. What was the push the... to
2: branch out to? And like, yeah. you know, you got to look for other, any business, other revenue streams. If you're leaning on one, it's just dangerous. Like got to try and do a, a little bit of everything if you can.
1: What do you guys see? I mean, what do you guys see with, with music? So, so I just had, uh, just the other day in the, uh, the, uh, studio, mm-hmm. I had, uh, Tim Foreman from Switchfoot, um, mm-hmm. and he, two days, that was a great one. yeah, he's amazing. That dude is phenomenal. And mm-hmm. so he's, uh, he is, he was just going to record their new album and what they've been doing every month has been doing, they've been doing a live concert out of their studio mm-hmm. here in uh, Carlsbad. And they did one on a boat. They pre-recorded it. They did one on a boat. They do it in cool. there, and they're 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 working at it, and they're they're perfecting this stuff um, for us in our business. Brooke and I, mm-hmm. um, we just did a, a hands-on training for a hundred people in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, and we did it out of Carlsbad. Um, That's so cool. What are you guys looking at with your music? Because for me, um, I. I never realized how much I needed music until I I didn't have live music. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like totally. And I'm not a musician, but I'm just a consumer of it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it sounds cliche, but I I really believe that you guys' profession and what you guys do, your passion, your creativity, that you guys heal the world. You guys heal us.
0: Well, and that's something that we've talked about. We're like, you know, with between what's going on in the world right now and, with streaming sites, you know, not paying artists and writers what they should be paid, mm-hmm. we're like, what if, What if music was just gone? What would you do in your movies? What would you do in your commercials? What would you do on your mm-hmm. runs? What would you do while you're in your car? Like, the, mm-hmm. I mean, down to grocery shopping, would it be weird having it be just no ambiance and it's just quiet? People mm-hmm. don't think about that kind of stuff. They take music for granted. I think a lot of the times because it used to be expensive Media and now has, it's
2: free like yeah. it, essentially it's compared to how do you remember buying CDs like i so much money i spent on CDs or records and now I'm like people don't want to pay a dollar for a song really but
0: yeah it's, like i said
2: i think it's going to come <laughs> back around people are really appreciating it more than they have in a long time i
0: think being home the last mm-hmm. year people have appreciated not only just what's on the radio, but they're finding new indie artists out there and mm-hmm. it's giving other artists a chance to really get their music out there because we're getting back into that organic looking for artists feel because people are home searching, mm-hmm. looking for new things to listen to because they're tired of the, you know, one playlist that they have on Spotify that they've listened to three times. Mm-hmm.
1: What would be you guys' advice to some young artists out there? Because there's some kids, like, you know, for a kid get, coming into, into the professional beauty industry, you know, um, mm-hmm. I have different advice now. Like, I mean, I have some kids that are like, oh, you know, this is bad, this is bad. And I'm like, honestly, it's the way that it is. could be mad for the rest of your life, but it's the way that it is right now. How can we make, yeah. lem- how can we make lemonade? Does that make sense? I mean, exactly. we're going to constantly, life constantly gives us a bunch of lemons all the time. How are we going so to add some sugar? How are we going to add some water and make mm-hmm. a good drink out of it? What is your advice to a kid? Like if 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 I was seventeen years old and mm-hmm. I'm super excited about playing music and I'm just about to go tell my parents that conversation, Nash, that you had with your family. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do this professionally. Um, mm-hmm.
2: What's your advice to them?
0: Or to me? I mean, I would say keep going do it don't say no to any opportunity that's a big one um say yes to everything you can and if it even doesn't feel like it's gonna be that great of an opportunity you could meet someone through that opportunity Mm -hmm. and we've had so many of those you know scenarios where we almost didn't go to a show or Mm -hmm. we almost didn't actually when we when we met yeah it was one of those we we had just a Played the national anthem at a cancer race in L.A. at like 5 a.m. And we drove to Vegas from there. And we almost didn't go because that was the only day that we could go to the show at Life is Beautiful. Um, But we were like, you know what? We got to show up. And we did. And I'm so glad we did because (laughs) we met you in Brooklyn and the team. But, yeah, I mean, that's the one advice I would say. And I know. I don't know if you have anything else on there, but don't say no.
2: <laughs> that I would say like to, you got to learn like the big thing today is everyone has a laptop. You have to at least understand enough about recording your own stuff. Like you can't lean on always going somewhere else to get your recordings done. It's just not how it is anymore. Unless you have a someone backing you with a lot of money, you got to learn it yourself. You mm-hmm. got to write as many songs as you can just what anything you can do to separate yourself from the other people. And then the more time, I think the hardest thing in music is to find your, your sound and your voice and your story. And the only way to do that is doing it over and over and over again. And all of a sudden it kind of just fall into it. It's really weird.
0: Yeah.
1: So Mm -hmm. Britt, what, what lights you up? Like, you know, your, your smile, your spirit is infectious. You I mean, I mean? That, like, of, course, of course he does. Um, what's that thing that lights you up? Like for me, it's carnation um, uh, ice cream sandwiches. Um, like I could be doing anything. You give me a carnation, don't give me the off-brand. Don't give me the off-brand. Yeah. It mm-hmm. Off-brand doesn't, doesn't have that cr- it Doesn't have that crispy it. wafer to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That good taste. But the carnation, that's where it's at. You get me one of them bad That's boys? Good. I got a big old smile on my face. Another one that uh-huh. I'm into right now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: some spicy pork rinds, chicharronis. Oh, yeah. That? Yeah. They, they should never be eaten on this earth because they will take every bit of moisture out of your body. You'll have to drink six gallons of water afterwards. But I tell you, like when I get a chance, I had them last week. I ate two bags of them while I was watching football. Nice. What, what, what brings that smile? What, Oh what my just gosh. What lights you? What
0: lights you? I mean, if we're talking food, mm. I mean, Häagen-Dazs ice cream is like number 1 on the mm-hmm. the ice cream. What flavor? It's so creamy. What flavor? Dude. Oh my gosh. I mean, anything chocolate and caramel mixture, I'm good with. Yeah. Uh, tacos. Like there's this place when you come back to Nashville, we got to take oh, you. Yeah. to. It's like honestly one of the best authentic places here in town called El Helisiense. And we'll take you to it. Best street tacos we've had. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, outside, I would of, say- out,
1: outside of food, what is what is something that... Like, if somebody invited me to go bowling, like, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, like, bowling for me is... Like-
0: dude, I used to be in a bowling league and have my own ball and have my shirt. Uh-oh. Uh, so, dude, yeah. I mean, gosh, we love to go out on the water. We do music pretty much 24-7, so... Other than like a good live show or, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, just getting out, being with the right people and having a good time (laughs) is always something that like we're in for.
1: Britt, can you go to a concert and enjoy it and not look at the way that the person is playing the music, hearing the tones, making sure that they're on key and seeing the stage happening? Or can you just sit in it and relax and be like, yo, this is some cool music?
0: Depends on who's playing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of this meme I've seen, which is so true. The biggest compliment you can get from another musician that's watching you play is this. If they look like they're having no fun, you're doing great. <laughs>
1: so who are some artists that, um, I mean, let's, let's go uh, past, present, future, right? So who were the, some of the, um, the people who were inspiration in the past, like when you guys were starting off and you guys could do it individually. Um, you know, who was, who are those artists? Who are the people that you were looking at and being like, yo, I like that.
0: I mean, I would say collectively artists that have influenced us both. Cause we've talked about it and this is like become why golden West is who we mm-hmm. are, are, you know, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, mm. DCR. Um, I mean, alternative artists that we love the killers, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we have so many influences growing up separately and together. Uh, Obviously some, some
2: hip hop too. A lot of yacht rock, which like weirdly be, we both really love like, I mean, Earth, Wind and Fire to um,
0: Eddie the, Money, Eddie
2: Money, the Doobie yes. Brothers, the Almond Brothers, Hall and Oates, amazing stuff. Um,
0: we grew up listening to all that between that and classic country and, mm-hmm. You grew up with your sister and my older brothers. We were able to listen to some of the like more secular music mm-hmm. through them and not our parents because we both grew up in super conservative Christian homes, yeah. mm-hmm. which... We got, we listened to a lot of Christian and country music growing up, but not a lot of other stuff other than that. So Mm -hmm. we snuck the hip hop and the alternative music through our siblings. And that's where we got the Blank
2: 182. I remember that one blew my mind when I heard that for the first time. It was so interesting. Dr. Dre, Mm
0: -hmm. no doubt, was one of my favorites growing up too. Maroon Five, their first album. Oh, yeah. Maroon
2: Five's first album is one of the best of all times. Yes. Love
1: that. Love that. What was the name of that album?
2: songs about jane
0: yep and i remember i think it was the same for you i Mm -hmm. couldn't get it because of the picture on the front it was too provocative so i pulled a you know for my friend hey it's my birthday get me this album and i opened it in front of all of my friends so that i couldn't not have it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's it's crazy because like i didn't grow up in a a uh super conservative, uh, Christian home, but I did grow up with a mom that was like, um, she, my mom seriously thought poop was a bad word. And, um, she always would tell me about Christian music. And I was like, Christian music is not good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, all I thought about was Striper, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, during the time, but the evolution of it has been, been so amazing. Like my mom was like, let's listen to it. And nowadays you couldn't tell the difference nowadays. You couldn't tell the difference between you know, not, totally. not all artists, but some artists and, and those, totally. you know, those things. So um, how did that affect you guys as far as growing up in conservative Christian homes? You guys both did. Most of the time, Britt, mm-hmm. that was the girls you wanted to hang out with. Because they went the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like you wanted to you wanted to hang out, like for us boys, we wanted to hang out with the girl who her dad was a preacher because we knew she was wilding out. Uh, So yeah. Now, but what I love about you guys is you guys came from that, right? And Mm -hmm. pretty strong, you know, belief system, everything like that. You Mm -hmm. guys adopted this cool swag, but you still have the same value. Like if if you mm-hmm. never told me that you were in that place, I would know that there's something different about you guys. You guys have phenomenal character. How were you able to keep that, but still add swag and cool to it? Because for me growing up, you couldn't mm-hmm. have one. You had one or the other. You were either like a church dork or you were cool. And if you were cool, you you, you know, in, in in the church side, they you're like, they're going to hell. And then he sure, you know what me. I mean? But you guys <laughs> you guys have been able to like you were cool. And you're great people. How does that happen?
2: I think our parents always told us growing up, and that's what parents do, is that by listening to this stuff, it would change us, which I don't think it changed us from who we were. just helped us grow, you know? like It's not about adopting one belief system or the other. It's just about using that to, like, grow yourself, you know? I don't think you have to turn your back completely on something.
0: Yeah, and I think we've just, you know, found ourselves who we Mm -hmm. each individually were with those morals and values that we still wanted to hold on to for the rest of our lives. And, you know, like Nash was saying, you kind of merge the two and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be A or B. It could be C, D, E, F, G, could be, you know, all the above. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of, I think, where we found ourselves and us as Golden West and, you know, as Friends And as a couple mm-hmm. is, you know, just finding that balance and learning to have our own like mantra that we gained a little bit of, you know, pepper and salt from our parents and our brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. our mentors and inspirations and bring that all into one, which is us.
1: That's amazing. So with, with golden West and you guys, you guys seeing the type of success that you guys have seen and you guys are very humble. So i I get to talk about it. I get to be your Don King and talk about, I mean, you guys are at, at a phenomenal level in your, in you guys' industry, um, you know, doing phenomenal things. How do you, as, as a group and as, as individuals, how do you stay grounded? Because like growing up, I, we were just talking about this the other day. I was talking about this with Tim Foreman and I said, to him, there was uh, when Michael Jackson first started off, right? So mm-hmm. he w- when I was listening to his music, Off the Wall, Thriller, um, and after Thriller, it started to go, I mean, even into Bad a little bit. But after that, you couldn't relate. Like the music, you couldn't relate. There was, I mean, the lyrics, you couldn't relate. His lifestyle, you saw him, he couldn't relate. He was like this far-off being, And I understand Mm -hmm. that with that type of level of success that, you know, whatever. And Prince, it was the same way with Little Red Corvette and, and then on it's a purple rain. And then it started to go to this place where you didn't really, you, you loved the music, but it wasn't like when I heard when doves cry, I was like, I watched the video and I was like, damn, like my parents fight too. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you, because you guys have stayed so grounded and yet you're literally in the clouds. Like you guys are in the clouds. You guys are in that spot that most musicians, artists, producers, writers are looking at and being like, yo, someday, someday, someday. You're in the someday, but you still have your feet on the ground. How does that happen? How can that be?
2: Well, I think A, because we think we're still looking at other artists and we're like, we're we're not there yet, ever.
0: Yeah. so We, we still feel like we're, our feet are planted in the ground and we're trying to get those roots out, you know, mm-hmm. and I think we'll always feel like that because we push each other and we have mm-hmm. goals and we meet a goal and we're like, all right, well, that's uh, all right. We need a better goal because we already met that one. So, um, yeah, just
2: like, celebrity example. Like we would ra- I'd rather and I know you're the same. I'd rather be like a Keanu Reeves, you know, the dude hasn't changed in his whole career and like everyone consistently just says he's grounded and down to earth. Like that's where I want to be. Yeah. Well, that's and nice. connecting with people. I feel bad for the, those people, like you're saying, Michael and, and we have friends that were friends with them and they they were lonely, which is such a bummer.
0: It's sad. And you know, that's, that was one of the things that I think starting out we had agreed on together is keeping each other grounded. And, you know, if one of us was going to turn into an asshole, we'd literally, you know, slap each other to be like, Hey, get, get back down to earth. Or if that's Mm -hmm. happening, maybe we need to reevaluate what we're doing because we're not, you know, being the same people that we know we can be.
1: So when you guys first started off and you were saying, what was the song that you sang at the talent, not the talent show, but the the Humphreys on the Bay, what was it? I'm going to get, I'm going to get with you tonight. Make you yeah. mine. I'm gonna, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I'm going to get with you tonight. That's, that's what I took from <laughs> it. That's much, actually a better one. We might write that tonight. Yeah. Yo, that, that'd that be like r a, and B group. You know what I'm saying? Like uh Jodeci, like yo girl, I'm going to sure. get with you tonight. Oh, for sure. That's, that's what Nash was thinking in his head. Uh, yeah. He was like, yo oh, girl, totally. I'm going to get with you tonight.
2: Okay. You, but- the, you remember though, I had to sing to her boyfriend and the- like, <laughs> <laughs> you won though man you won
0: hey, he did hey, he sure was did a, he, he was play, he's playing the was long a, game the long
1: game is hey. the key you, you you hit the lotto too man you hit the lotto nash <laughs> Seriously. Oh, bless
0: you, Kelly. Seriously. So, how, hey, great. how much did Nash pay you to say all that? Hey,
1: no, no. You, you seriously hit the lotto, man. I mean, your lady, <laughs> could, your lady could sing. You know what I'm saying? She's hot.
2: I, she's cool. Oh, I agree. But
1: because generally, Brit, it doesn't happen being hot and cool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you get one or the other. And, and, and also, you're intelligent. So, you got mm-hmm. hot, cool, intelligent. Most of the guys, like when we we're young, as guys, we're stupid and we're like, uh, there, there's a, a scale in our head. Am I correct on this Nash? That scale is oh, yeah. like, okay, uh, oh. as, as if she's hot. Okay, cool. She could be dumb. Oh, uh, <laughs> she, she doesn't have to be that smart and she doesn't have to be that cool, but she gotta be real hot. And it's very seldom that you find somebody that has all those components. And literally like, I almost counted myself out with Brooke because mm-hmm. she had all those things. And I was like, that's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, you know, you just gotta, you don't get that. But Nash, you hit the lotto, man. You're, you're I'm a lucky guy. You're for a good shirt. Sure. Okay. It. So I've always been a fan of both of you. And I remember when we met, I was like, yo, so, cause people tiptoed around it. And I don't believe to, I don't, were you guys together at the time when I met you?
0: No, no, <laughs> no. we were not.
1: Okay. Good. Because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, okay, are they together? Are they not together? Mm-hmm. kind of seem like they're together. They talk, you know, really complimentary about each other. And then you guys were just like each other. Like you were just yourselves, right? But in my heart, I was like, I want them to be together. Like, I want them to be together. Like, you guys were my Rachel and Ross.
2: Like, I was like,
0: oh. now I'm not. We <laughs> Do doing- <you> get that
2: <laughs> all the time. And for years, everyone always expected us to be.
0: Okay. They didn't believe us when yeah. we were like, No, we I didn't we I didn't together. believe you.
2: I didn't believe you. I was like, Nash is on the down low
1: and she mm-hmm. you know, uh Britt told him, Look, we're not talking about this and Nash was like, I hit the lotto, so I ain't telling nobody about my lotto ticket. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, nothing. Even I remember Brooklyn mm-hmm. like not the first time we met you guys, but I don't know if it was as you know, whatever times we were back in Vegas and saw you guys visiting. Um couple different times she pulled me aside and she was like, you guys are dating. And I was like, no, I swear we're not. And she's like, okay, well that's happening. Just, just so you know,
2: everybody said that too. <laughs> like everyone knew. And you know, I think we were the last people to believe that we would finally just do it. But yeah, he, here we are. How'd you, how
1: okay. How'd you bridge the gap? Because when, when I say this, there's so many parallels. Brooke and I worked together mm-hmm. for three and a half years. And people mm-hmm. would ask me, I brought all my buddies from like fourth and fifth grade. I remember having dinner with them and she and Brooke rolls up and everyone's like, everyone just looks at me and they just turn and they look at me and I was like, what? Are, yeah. what are you? and she got up to go to the bathroom and everyone was like, and I said, well, what, what are you guys looking at? They're like, what are you doing? And I said, what are you talking about? They said, what's up with her? And I said, we work together well, why not her? And I was like, it's like my friend, my sister, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they, they, and they were like, you're a dummy. And yep. so after friends and being, working together, doing all that, you know, being in that place, how did that, how, how did you, how, you know, how did that bridge the gap? Was it natural thing? I mean, Nash, <laughs> were you,
2: Nash, were you like, I, I, oh, so her. I'll start here. I think both of our biggest fear was we're so passionate about the music, right? Yes that we're like, complicating things is never usually a good thing. And like, even though we knew we were best friends at the time, we just wanted to make sure we didn't do anything to mess that part of it up. Because we thought and I think you would say the same thing. We're like, if we lost the music and something happened between us, it'd be like the worst possible scenario. You know? Yeah.
0: And we've seen that happen with Friends who are duos that were dating that it didn't go right, and you know, they get in a contract, so they're stuck doing something, but they aren't together. Like, it's just it can be very, very messy, yeah. So, and also with labels, they don't want to deal with mm-hmm. duos that are uh, dating or even married. If it's you crazy, know, like, I mean, we because... still get
2: some pushback from that, which is really funny, but you know. Time, I think, is the biggest thing that proves that that's not an issue, too. I think right. when
1: that's you That's, meet us that's incredible. More. No, I mean, for us, like, you know, for us as audience watching you guys and mm-hmm. those of you out there listening that follow these guys, um, which is so many of you, um, when you look at Golden West, it, you're, I like I, I was so I, I wasn't going to bridge that conversation. I wasn't going to ask that right off the bat, but I was like, uh-huh. Cause I was listening to you guys and you guys are like, ah, you know, and you said we, a couple of times, like in our conversation the other day. And I was like, yes, is it, is it real?
3: Wait,
2: have we not told you yet?
1: No, this is the first time. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay. Well, so it's been, it's been like three years, almost right after we moved to town.
0: Well, it was pretty, it was right before we moved to town because we had kind (laughs) of started dating a little bit but we were like we need to figure this out before we move because this is going to be a question and we need to like just together figure this out and Mm -hmm. we were like let's do this and so yeah it's been about three years since we moved we've been officially dating Um, you're so um, and we we don't make it a part of our brand and that's something that a lot Mm -hmm. of duos do and we've hated because it's like dude we're not trying to make prom photos out here it's about the music. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't. I don't want to see like your lovey doveyness mm-hmm. on your music page. That's unless that's your brand, I guess. But that's just not us. And you know, knowing us, we we're just fun, chill. We you know do whatever. You know, we're very laid back, and that's the brand we want to have for the music. But it. if people ask us in in meetings now, we don't say no. We're not dating. We're like, we did
2: though. Like for you guys, we did. And people don't believe us that we weren't. I'm like, dude, seven years. We were best friends. Didn't date. Didn't kiss. Didn't do anything. And no one believes us. (laughs)
1: That's, that's amazing. It's it's incredible. I mean, and to be able to see you guys, you guys, but there's a, uh, honestly, like on the, uh, like seeing you guys on screen, there's, a, there's a difference about you. I mean, even as engaging as you guys have always been with be us. The Extra 15
0: it, pounds it, from oh, the national exactly. diet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably a big,
2: big part of it.
1: No, you guys look great. But I mean, it's, it's amazing to be able to see you guys draw or, uh, you know, bring so much out in each other too. I, I just think that that is, is really, really cool. And I love Britt how cool you are. Cause you were like, you know, Hey, we were talking about this and then we just said, let's do this. And I, 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 I love, it. I love that thought because I'm just thinking like literal, you, you got to right before you're about to Nashville, you'd be like, should we date? Let's do this.
2: You know what I mean? And the yeah. funny thing is, it was kind of like, yeah, it was, it was just that decision. Yeah.
0: And Kelly, I don't know if you knew this, but we lived together before Mm -hmm. we moved to Nashville. So like for seven years, we were just friends living in separate rooms and our families were like, y'all are totally lying. And we're like, no, we're not. We're dating other people. We're just friends. And we had this conversation before we moved in the home that we lived together. Mm -hmm. We're like, are we going to like do this? All right. I guess we're moving to Nashville together together. That's awesome. Not okay. just as Golden West. Yeah. That
1: is so. so that's so cool. So I'm not a jealous guy at all. Um mm-hmm. at all. Uh, you know, my wife is is amazing. You guys know her. And she's a, a personality. Like when we go out, she's a personality. Mm-hmm. Um And we part like when we go to a party, like a lot of times she goes to her spot, I go to mine, we come together, we look at each other, you know, but she doesn't have to be hugged up on me. I don't have to be hugged up on her. There have been a couple of times where, I mean, Again, I'm not a jealous dude at all, but where a person will kind of cross a line a little bit and I'll be like, yo, I'm about to check you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, she's cool and I know she's coming home with me and she will cut you. You know what I mean? She'll <laughs> cut you anyway. I don't have to worry about her. But there are those times where I'm like, man, I'm, I'm about, to, seriously, I'm about to punch you. In the, I'm not a fighter at all, get knocked out, but I will uh-huh. do the first punch in the throat. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least mm-hmm. give me one or kick him in the shin or whatever it is. Guy... During this time, in these three and a half years, has there, has there, has there been any, are you human or are you just a superhero? Has there been any time where you've been like, you guys been at a place, she's been singing, like, I want to hook I'm up gonna... with you. What's that song? What's, 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 what's the, what's the first
0: those guys came up? What's, oh, what's the, up what's that the, the, that's a,
2: that's a different line though. Cool. Like, okay. So Britt brings up an example where this guy, we're at one of the honky tonks and on Broadway here in Nashville. Okay. And this guy's like dancing with her. I don't care, dance away. But then he's like trying to make out with her. And, and I'm like
0: pushing him away, like, bro, I wasn't even. He was... I thought he was trying to tell me something because he was, it was loud in there and he was doing his thing. And I thought he knew me. So I leaned in, like, what? Can I hear you? And he tried to grab me. And I pushed him away. And Nash and our group of guys just surrounded him and was like,
2: we were nice. We're just like, get out of here.
0: <laughs> and I was like, this is why I roll with this crew, because these boys have my back. <laughs> I love it. I love it,
1: Nash, because I see you as just such a, a fun-loving guy, but I love for that sure. you're human. I love that you're mm-hmm. human.
2: Okay, Brit, I'm with you, dude. I'm not a fighter. I'd get my ass kicked for sure. Oh, okay. But I would say the the fun moments are when I look around, like I lose Brit or whatever at a bar for a little bit. She's talking to a guy. And then she brings me a drink over that he bought for her <laughs> and she has one for herself. I'm like, "Yup,
1: That's gangster. Okay,
2: perfect.
1: Now, Britt, I know that you're perfect and you always say nice things. You always oh, smell no. nice. You always, you know, you're, you're awesome all the time. This is just like my wife. <laughs> has there been that time when you looked across the bar and you were like, girl, you need to back up. You need to back that.
0: Uh, okay. There's this one time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even know if I know this story. You know, this you know, is
0: good. You do. And it was, I wasn't threatened. I was just annoyed because she was being so aggressive. And I'm like, bro, like, I know it, it was one of those situations, like you're talking about Kelly, where you're like, not worried about Brooklyn. Was like, this she's a Jennifer
2: Aniston story?
0: No, this was. I'm a, just kidding. <laughs> this is blue hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I honestly couldn't even tell you her name, but I'm going to call her Blue Hair because she had really, really, really blue hair. And uh, it was, you know, at a friend's party uh, for a holiday, and she was just all about Nash. And this was in the beginning when we, like, kind of weren't really telling people that we were dating. So I was keeping my distance in the sense of I wasn't going to get in the middle of it but i knew where he stood so i wasn't worried but she was just being so aggressive and i was like i might have to step in she might try and like grab his face and try and kiss him right the, now the next day i was like <laughs> hey you know i think we
2: should talk to kelly britt you need some blue hair <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> actually he did and i was like how huh, very funny <laughs> but yeah no i mean we're neither of us are jealous and we trust each other so mm-hmm. much to where it's like Dude, go do your thing. Like I know you're gonna I think that's the biggest thing yourself you, you have
2: fine. to trust, especially with what we do in our industry. Like I'm never I honestly can be dead honest, never even worry or never think about it. Same. Uh like other than worrying for her protection sometimes from yeah. like those randos. So like uh, the guy in the first story.
1: So help, help me with this too, because when you're like, and I don't know if you've dealt with this Nash, but I've dealt with this with, with Brooklyn. I keep on referring to her. Um, Uh she, she's going to be happy because of that. She asked me the other day, I was journaling and she's like, are you just writing pages about how much you love me? Um, so what I found with a, a woman as cool as what Brooke is, and you know, you look at a Brit that is so cool and literally like, they let things roll off their back. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I found over time was, is that because my wife was so cool, sometimes it caused challenges because I would ask, are you okay? And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, cool. I mean, if you didn't say anything, then everything's fine. Um, mm-hmm. That's not always the case in a relationship with a man and a woman. Um, mm-hmm. so sometimes a fine <laughs> means something else, you know, so <laughs> we, we actually awesome. wrote a
2: song specifically about it it's called fine are you kidding me and it's about how it's never fine is it is it released right now
0: no it's a with an artist of ours a cliche writer and she's hopefully gonna release it soon um it's one that we wrote and helped uh produce on and it's honestly exactly Mm -hmm. that to the t like i'm fine everything feels fine except for so, I'm really mad at you right now. And I'm not telling you here's
2: some tips, Kelly. Here's what I do. When I hear, when I get a fine instantly go clean, whatever dishes are there. That's a start. Maybe check the dryer, see if there's any clothes to fold, <laughs> make sure there's Haagen Doss ice cream in the, in the freezer.
0: <laughs> oh, then, then it's fine. Yes.
1: Well, that's what I've, I've, I've figured that or not figured it out, but I'm figuring it out as we go. And, and that Mm -hmm. communicate, I think the communication is, is, you know, is so, so huge. How do you guys, remind yourselves as you go along because a lot of times when you get into say routine or you're doing Mm -hmm. something and you're just like no she's good no he's good how do you remind yourselves to come together and to actually communicate because I used to think my wife was like we haven't spent much time together when we first got married and I was like are you kidding me we just had a long date yesterday and she's like what are you talking about I said we watched like three shows together She's like, mm-hmm. that wasn't any time together, Brit, you know what I'm talking about? Like I thought, mm-hmm. because we watched three consecutive shows, that was three hours of quality time. <laughs> and she was like, no, that's not how it goes. How do you remind yourselves and what, what things do you guys do to be able to stay in communication?
0: Um, I mean, especially because we work together. So our personal and work life
3: mm-hmm. is
0: the same, but it's different. And for us to try and, you know, separate the two and spend quality time together differently in those realms can be challenging. But we I feel like we have a good like balance of the two where, you know, if, mm-hmm. if we're working on music, it's still quality time. But like when we actually spend time together, it's, you know, watching a movie or going out and grabbing dinner together and grabbing some drinks to go see a friend play and not inviting anyone else to go out but just the two of us going mm-hmm. to see each show. That's a
2: big part of it is just making time for just the two of us for sure. Like that. The thing. And to like, sometimes, especially since we work so close, like things build up just like any other relationship, but some, yeah, like, you know, we all, everyone has arguments, but when we do, it's usually the communication thing. And we're the first people to be like, here, I just like, we've been holding, I've been holding these things in because I didn't want to, stress you out or whatever and you just have to get them off our chest and then everything's cool yep you know like
0: and usually that the case of that will be like well i was not saying this because i didn't want to stress you out it's like well okay so we're literally on the same page we just didn't communicate that okay Mm -hmm. now neither of us are stressed because we just voiced why we didn't say what we were saying you know
2: we're both pretty good about being keeping a smile on be like no i'm I'm great (laughs) you know so,
1: so tell me, uh, and you can start off Nash. Um, tell me five things, um, mm-hmm. that you absolutely adore about Britt. and be specific. I don't want to hear, hey. I don't want to hear any of
2: this. Like, Oh, I she's mean, nice. So,
1: oh,
3: she's you, nice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so she's, she, she's super passionate. A, uh, it doesn't matter what, what you're talking about. It's
0: a good and a bad thing. <laughs>
2: Well, that's I think like every positive usually has something, but she's super passionate about everything. She's a perfectionist in that she wants to win. You're talking about where earlier where her love for music and playing is she she's is insane. She still practices and she wants to be the best genuinely at whatever she touches. It doesn't matter if it's music or if I take her golfing or she's kicking my ass at at <laughs> horse or basketball at the gym uh I'd love that she she's super kind to everyone which I think is really really important to me um that was three um
0: (laughs) you you can stop there no I'm
2: trying to think of like (laughs) there's so many um Oh my god! You gosh. can only
0: think of three things that he loves about me. All right, we're done. We're done. <laughs> hey,
1: That is such a woman thing to say because when he gave you that first compliment, you were like, "Yeah," but that could be a negative. That's just like yeah. every every woman. <laughs> yeah. Every like, I'll say to I'll say to Brooke, I'll be like, "Oh, yo, baby, I love those pants on you today." She's like, "What about yesterday?" Like, yeah, I meant. Just always like I don't need to say it all the time like you know but I love it and I'll, I'll say to her oh I love that that pair that shirt and she'll be like oh this old thing this is old and I haven't wore it forever I'm like take a compliment woman uh we right we fish, we,
0: we fish for compliments and then when you give them we take them back yes
1: yes so uh Nash tell me one thing in the last week specifically that really inspired you about Brit
2: oh man well this is the next one it was going to be this anyways okay. but um Obviously, with what we do, there's a lot of unique problems that come up. Um, and I love that she's she's a creative, as in like a writing and an artist, but like she's also a creative problem solver in one of the craziest ways. Like, she's not a point out all the problems in the room, she's the point out most of like the solutions or how to fix them wow. type person, okay. which is, I mean, you, have you. I super think helpful. I was like
0: that, but- Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so Brit,
1: uh what about Nash? Tell me some uh tell me the oh, things specifically, like that, you know. And and again, don't give me none of this garbage. This like, oh, he's so such a nice guy, and you know he's always been. He's always I think got it's, a good it's heart. my luscious locks. Yes, I like your long hair too. I like the beard too. You got beard game, man. I'm mad at you. So do you? No, no, no. I, I don't love have it. beard game. This takes like seven years to grow, man. Like I don't even he have a did shadow. This
0: this morning.
1: I know exactly. That's why I'm mad at you, Nash.
2: You got beard. <laughs> you got beard game, dude. I would give it. I would give you some if I could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Britt, Brit how about Nash like what are give me five things that that uh you know that makes you just like uh about Nash
0: um I mean I would say he's one of the most selfless people I know uh he's always looking out for everyone else and that is one thing that just drew me to him like as friends before we even started dating um he's always super positive and even like in the times where I'm like, this is going wrong and this is going wrong because I'm like in my, you know, whatever negative, you know, if I'm on the downward spiral this time, he's the one that's like, no, like, come on, we got this. Like you, you got this. Life is good. Let's let's make it happen. And that's what I love about him. He always like brings me back to reality when I get a little too in the clouds on certain things. Um, I mean, he's. One of the best writers and vocalists I know, mm-hmm. and that's what drew me to him when Thank he cornered you. me and was like, You're gonna hear this song? and he sang an a cappella that first one. I was like, Damn, son, you can sing and you can write. So I definitely had the wrong impression of you, and I felt bad because I didn't give him the chance when he had asked for it like five times, <laughs> <laughs> but um. Gosh, I mean, the humility that he has with not only what he does, but how smart he is. I mean, I tried to tell you earlier with him being in law school Mm -hmm. and all that. I I mean, I can constantly tell you about things that I'm learning from him just because of his knowledge. And
2: (laughs) I I think it's mostly useless information, but... (laughs) See, he's doing that thing you did. He's trying to take a yeah.
1: compliment, right? He's like, "These yeah. jeans, these jeans, these uh, these are old jeans." Like, my, yeah, my, yeah my, exactly. My You're um, right. You got me. That, I that did law, that law school thing. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah right. No, I mean, and like it, the fact that he pushes me and we push each other is mm-hmm. something that I really appreciate from him as a quality, not only as you know a partner in music, but as a partner in life. You need that, and music is our life. So for us to have that relationship in both aspects in the work and personal realm to me is so special. And the fact that we don't have to, we don't have issues having to separate the two. Mm -hmm. And that's something that was the worry Mm -hmm. for us prior to us being together was if this doesn't work out on the emotional side, how's it going to work out on the business side? I feel and, like
2: it's been beneficial on both fronts. Yeah. Which is great. I think so. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's so- kind of helped us open up our hearts and our minds mm-hmm. a little bit more, not only to each other, but to the music too.
2: For sure. I mean, I was just saying that too. So like obviously playing live music, you make mistakes, right? Uh-huh. And having Brit and I, I think I do the same thing is like, we're going to make mistakes. You don't want someone that's pointing them out. You want someone that's, telling you you're going to do better the next time around. Wow. If that makes sense, you so, know, and that's true in everything. So mm-hmm. what
1: type of, what type of mistakes do you make? Like when you, when, when you guys are talking about that, like mm-hmm. I, when I'm watching a show, you probably, mm-hmm. if we went to a show together, which we will, I can't wait. Well, I'm going to be in the, well, I don't want to mm-hmm. be in the audience with you guys. I want to be spraying no, champagne. Be- I want to be spraying champagne on the crowd Oh, for sure.
2: I don't know. You'll be side stage on stage with us. You'll be
0: shooting out t-shirts. Yes. Like they'll be like, who's the,
2: (laughs) who's Captain (laughs) Caveman (laughs) that is with them?
0: You know what we'll do is we'll do a live while we're playing. You'll have your team doing our hair as we're in the chair. Actually, that'd be really,
2: really cool.
0: Instead of like a live painting, it'll be a live (laughs) hair styling and musical Mm. experience.
2: Speed, cl- speed trimming, speed styling.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> what are some of the mistakes that you make? Because again, like if we're at a concert together and we're watching it together, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh and You guys goodness. are like, I just saw that one. I just saw that one. Tell us behind the scenes, like what are some of the mistakes which, that I, artists I, will make?
2: I was well, you get super good at hiding them, obviously. But for the last show, Bonroom, our in-ear mo- monitors, which basically like, you can hear the music so that we know where to sing. Right. Yeah. Well, art, they died like after the second song. Right. So you, we couldn't hear anything. And then they have backup like speakers that face the band. Right. So okay. you don't see them. Most people only see the ones going out, but if you look at, right at the artist's feet, there's other speakers pointing at them so that they can hear the music. Cause if you don't have that, all you hear is the drum kit. That's all you can hear. So
0: those didn't work either.
2: Yeah, those blew out. So we played blind for a song or two, which that's what rehearsals for. We got through them, but definitely,
0: yeah, we missed hear a anything. couple little
2: things. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: wow, and that happens a lot. Like All you know, n- no show goes perfect. We'll be the mm-hmm. first to tell you, and we won't be the last. Okay, um, it'll be interesting to see how many artists have had a perfect show when it comes to sound quality how how they felt about their voice how they felt about the band it never happens that way um so for live shows you just got to be prepared and have Mm -hmm. fun and not be too hard on yourself and we've helped each other on that you know there's times where i've gone off stage and been like ah like i totally screwed this up or that up and he's like no you did great on that I messed up on this, and I'm like, no, you actually did well on that, you know. So it's you mm-hmm. gotta. But sometimes it's a build
2: up. Sometimes the mess ups make the best shows too, because that's why people go see a live concert, anyways. If you want to hear the perfect or the closest to perfect version, you just listen at home on on a CD, on streaming, on the radio, whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Playing live gives that, like, it's real, it's fun.
0: And people are looking, I think, at the performance Mm -hmm. and the energy more so than the actual song itself. And that's where we give ourselves a little leeway to... Mm -hmm. It's okay if we mess up because we're trying to put more energy into the performance than the song the listener already knows and that we already know. And if we flub a little bit because we're too into the performance at the time, you know, so be it.
2: Oh, man, sometimes I lean over and like, what's the first word to the second verse? But you got to make it look like it's the performance. So I look like I'm like, you're crushing it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I'll be playing and I'm smiling like, I don't remember either. You're on your own. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you guys are, uh, when you guys are growing up as artists, uh, cause I mean, obviously you became art, you were artists first, uh, uh, artist, and then you started writing and then, uh, then you started producing. Um, and then you, you I, I think it's this progression or maybe I'm off on this, but then you become a performer. There's a difference between an artist and a performer is this something that the, the the musical world talks about? Because I've been to concerts, seriously, like with some of my favorite people, and I look at them and I'm like, the stage presence was was bad. Like that yeah. they didn't, they, like the artists that, and I love all musical artists, things like that, but there would be times where they will not face the crowd. They'll face their band members. And I could tell that they're uncomfortable and they want to get it, From the drummer. So they turn around and they're constantly singing to the drummer. Whereas Mm -hmm. a person with less talent that's engaging Mm -hmm. with the crowd, I find them like escalated a high level, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the connection point. Where did you guys learn? Is that something talked about in the community? And is it something that people say, like, I really want to work on that? Because for me, from an outsider perspective, I would want to work on that almost as much as what I, when I worked on my music.
0: Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think that that's something that people don't realize and it's interesting that you notice that and it's awesome that that's a part of your experience we think that that's most people's Mm -hmm. live experiences they want to be engaged with the artist and with that being said artists don't put into account that the live show is a huge part of their artistry and i think that you know as they start doing bigger shows and we found as golden west as we've done bigger shows like oh we need to like coordinate a little bit on things
2: like i i think we have the most room to grow in the performing side and a lot of that is just with performing more you know in our stage of our career we've only gotten to play the big festivals a handful of times not like some of these guys who you can literally name like they're just known as great performers who play 200 shows a year you know it's it's I don't want to say choreographed, but it definitely makes it easier to engage when you are used to it. You know,
0: have a little bit of a structure to where you can improvise if you need to, but it's gotta be almost a, what's the word for it? I mean, other than it being choreographed, I mean, (sighs) you have to have some sort of consistency and plan Mm and, not only for yourself as the singer, but for the drummer, for the bass player, for everything, because you got tracks involved, you have different transitions involved. And if you don't have a point A to B plan for the most part, it's going to fall mm-hmm. apart somewhere in the cracks. But um, that's something that you learn as you you know, go on with your band and get into the bigger shows Mm -hmm. and just become more versatile as an artist,
2: which are funny, too, because I think the bigger shows are easier to perform than, let's say, like a room of 50 or 60 people Mm. where you can literally see their their faces, you know, and like, yeah, that's a more pressure when you feel like they're talking to you right there. When there's so many people, you can kind of tune it out.
0: Okay, that's true.
1: Well, I want to compliment you You guys are so humble because, you know, when I, when I get to see you guys, I, Britt, I was supposed to come out uh, to Vegas, in Vegas and be able to see you live. I haven't got to see you that, through, but I've got to see you through, um, through the, di- through digital things like that. But I see you guys' connection. You guys are super humble with it, but I see your connection. I see your performance aspect and, and, you know, like <clears throat> say for instance, um, uh, in, in, in my career early on, um, there was very little I could do, right? I didn't know how to do anything. Um, but I would just be really, really, like, super engaged with a the, with the woman. So they'd sit in the chair, and they'd be like, "Yo, what do you think about, like, long layers? And I'd be like, nah, they wouldn't look good on you. And it was just because I didn't know how to cut them. Um, mm-hmm. And I knew if they wouldn't, if I cut them because I was horrible at it, they wouldn't <laughs> look good on you. And so it was just that, that, that personal connection. And I see you guys have that with your audiences and I want to compliment it because again, like there's times where I'll see a a person have, uh, you know, the choreography tight or the setup tight and they still don't just look like in the screen, Mm -hmm. in the screen or into the audience, into their eyes and make them feel. And it's, Mm -hmm. I never realized like feeling the music until I saw, you know, until I saw you guys until I saw artists like yourselves that like when you were singing, I said it earlier, you made it seem like you were singing to me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I just, I want to compliment you guys on that. I just think that it's so phenomenal. And anybody who sees you guys in concert, anybody who's, they can feel that part of it. You know, they feel that. Yeah. that Thank you. That, me. I mean, that means the world to us. I just think, I just think it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, to be able to, to be able to see. So um, what, it for you guys, what is that, um, you know, what is the, the next thing for you? Um, is it, is it collaborating with artists? Are there artists out there that you're saying like, oh, I'd love to be able to work with that person? Is it cross genre stuff for you guys? Um, you know, where's the, you know, where's your focus kind of set now mm-hmm. and where do you, what do you want to do?
0: Oh man. Uh, well, I mean, right now our, focus is getting our album done that we've been working on the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple more singles prior to that that we're going to release. Um, we've been focusing a little bit more on the production side with a couple other pop artists out here. Um, I mean, for us, it's just hard to say what the true focus is other than we want to succeed in every aspect of the industry that we love to be a part of, which is the writing mm-hmm. side, the production side, and you know to be able to do golden west as well is a huge blessing. So mm-hmm. we're hoping to just build our repertoire and continue to to thrive as much as we can in all aspects of the, that part of the industry.
1: Where where does the name Golden West come from? Where did you guys I mean I think band names always have like some cool backstory.
2: Where did that come from? <laughs> well the one thing we knew and everyone told us they're like you should be Brit Nash we're like no, that there's just like no creativity in that. And we're thinking down the line, we want to be able to use our brand to sell whatever. If it's a coffee mug and it's ours, we want it like Britain Nash doesn't make sense. But like we want to be able to turn this into a foundation, hopefully in the future and, yeah. and other things. So we wanted that. But um, I'll let you tell about the street.
0: Uh, I mean, the street. we were just driving on, was it the four or five? Mm-hmm on the way to San Diego wow. mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to figure out, we need a new name because our name in college was so bad. What
2: was it? What was it? <laughs> Southern Comfort. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not bad. It. I mean, it's not bad. It's, an, it's, it's pretty an alcohol, bad. That's a, that's
0: the the an only alcohol? other band out yeah. there with that name was like a an old man cover band. There was
2: like seven 85 year olds.
0: We were yeah. like, yeah, this is. How did you come up with (laughs)
1: Southern Comfort? Was it the first one or was that another one? Was there even a further on one?
2: That was the first one. Oh, my gosh. I think the biggest lesson we learned, because we played a couple of shows in college in San Diego, and everyone would buy us a Southern Comfort shot. So by the end of the show, there'd be 45 shots lined up. And you can take maybe... Th- three or four of those but maybe oh gosh yeah no we yeah. learned a uh, tough lesson through that one
0: that honestly was the first like we got to get rid of this name because we're <laughs> we hate this drink and we're tired of people buying us this damn drink <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so you're,
1: you're on the 405 you're
0: You're you're to san diego it, mm-hmm. yeah and uh we're just trying to figure out a name and like we passed by the not golden west sign and it's a, an exit for Knott Avenue and Golden West Street yes. or something. Yes. okay. And my last name is Knott. And
2: I'm like, it's a sign. We were
0: like, dude, Golden West, that kind of has a nice ring to it. And it's got it's, a country vibe, it's but kind of still Cali, a little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of beach vibe. That's kind of what mm. we're trying to go for. So just kind of stuck.
2: Well, we looked to and we're like, okay, so there's. It just seemed like because Golden West is like kind of a thing that's been around since the gold rush. Right. So we were assuming there'd be all these brands with that name. Well, most of them are out of business besides the college. That's the only one really. So we're like, dude, it's perfect. Like it's just this thing that people have heard of before, but it's no one has that brand. So, yeah. so that was that was it.
1: I, I love this. I, I love it. I th- I think it's so cool. I mean the the because you guys got me a shirt. Uh, you guys got me a shirt of yeah. of Golden West. Um, how can they get how can they get the apparel? Is there a website for it, or is it just through the?
2: Once we put out the new album, we'll set up a merch store on our website, which is currently being redesigned too. Just because we haven't released really anything for ourselves okay. besides a few singles, so this okay. is going to be like the first album release. So. Cool. And then we'll have a merch store set up and some other stuff. That's amazing.
1: So, as, okay, as as artists now, uh, I'm I'm comparing, which I'm the worst as far as comparison because, like, I remember I was talking with a, a Navy SEAL, and I was like, yeah, you know, that reminds me of being a hairdresser. And <laughs> he's like, not at all, not at all. Um, I think they're very similar, you know what I mean? They're, uh, you know, we risk our life on a day-to-day basis. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but with musicians, right? And I, I think of this because right when I hear that somebody's a musician, like in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want you to sing me a song.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, as a hairdresser, I remember like right when I would say I was a hairdresser, we would be at a party mm-hmm. and people, well, a woman would just be like, what would you do with this? <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? And I remember thinking – the next time somebody asked me, I'm going to do it right then. I'm going to cut it right then. And so I was mm-hmm. on a plane, and the, the flight attendant was like, what do you guys do? Because we are all dressed in black. And she's like, what do you guys do? And we said, we're hairdressers. And I remember looking at her like, please say,
3: yes, what you would you now? do?
1: She said, what would you do? And I said, meet me in the back of the plane. This was before 9-11, so I had my scissors up top. And I was said, meet me in the back of the plane, and I'll take care of you. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And so I go back there, and I on my life – over Seattle, I have the flight attendant back in the back and I cut her hair and then the other flight attendants are looking me like, yo, I want mine done. So I cut four of the uh, flight attendant's hair. And when they, when we got done, all the people were watching like, and then they got done and they walked down the middle lane, like the catwalk and everyone was applauding on the plane while this is happening. Right. That is <laughs> awesome. amazing. So that's so me, cool for me. I love what I do. Like I absolutely <laughs> love that I get the opportunity to be able to do it. And so when someone is like, yo, will you come here?" I'm like, yes, I'm ready. I'm going, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. As a musician is it like that or are you guys like you know when a person cuz you know I'm not I'm not silly guy like you know I hear a musician and a, a you know person and I'm like sing me a song you know what i'm saying do you For guys sure. do you, are you guys excited about that and are you like well here's the banjo bang, bang 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 and and do the song or are you like uh, come on i mean this is what i do so you need to back the F up
2: I it, it depends i feel like well hey the nice thing, if we have our guitar with us sure whatever i It's rare that someone's like stops us and is like, hey, play or sing right now. But what most people do is like, oh, bring your guitar over. They invited us over for dinner or whatever. And we're (laughs) we're totally down. I mean, we love what we do. Mm -hmm. Same. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a specific time.
0: I mean, like if we're like in the middle of dinner somewhere with, you know, family friends and they're like Mm -hmm. oh sing us a song we're like well we don't have a guitar we're not gonna just sing for you right now but Mm -hmm. like if it's a situation where they're like hey can you play us something we're like yeah we'll do it
1: that's awesome because my my dad my dad is funny my dad is that way he'll be like you know if if you have any talents uh at all in our family my dad is my pops like if you've seen him on on my oh yeah. yeah pops will be like yo Kelly, do it right now. Show them. And it's like, I almost feel like a monkey. You know what I mean? He's like, dance yeah. monkey. You know what <laughs> mean? Like, I mean? And I feel like that little, ch- 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 you know, the little monkey that's uh, dancing. I, I just wonder. Sure. About, well, I, I wonder about it because it's such a, a unique talent. I think that it's so um, intriguing to so many people, especially people who don't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I just wonder because I don't want to be that guy, but a lot of times I want to be that guy. Like, you know, I'll see somebody and be like, "Yo, like I just found out that someone in my company could uh could sing. Her name is Maria. You have to uh-huh. hear her. I'm going to share her stuff with you. You have please, to hear please. You have to hear her voice. Like I never knew. She was just uh-huh. getting after it today. And on Facebook, and I was like, "Who is this? I've worked with That's her for so cool. almost a year and I didn't know that she could sing."
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, that being said, do you guys have a guitar in the room?
0: Uh, oh, yeah, we can yeah. grab one for you, you right do? now. I, I told you he was going to make us do it. I was ready for it. <laughs> okay. You want to get out and I'll get set up? Okay, is, um, this a, is
2: this a gaming chair that you have there? Essentially, yeah. So, okay, <laughs> so a it's a, cool, a recording is, chair, chair now. A but Dr. the Dr. Evil the, chair right there. That is. It a, looks it, like it, right? The cool thing is for people, like for Britt when she plays, the arms go up so she can play in this chair with a guitar. Because wow. most chairs, the arms are stuck and then it's you she can't you can't really sit in it to play. But uh yeah, that's why we got this one. That I think she's awesome. grabbing the guitars right now. That is one so, of them. You guys are so cool. Dude, and, thanks for having well, us. So I, much I
1: appreciate it. I remember uh, you know, like I, I've been in scenarios again where a person would be like, you know, um they'll they'll ask about my profession or whatever it is and, and mm-hmm. I wanna do it. Like, you know. I, I want to do it as much as, as humanly possible. The more and more that I get a chance to do it, then the, the better off that, that it is. You know what I'm saying?
2: So, oh, for sure. For sure. Well, okay, here we go. What do you know. want us to play? I don't care. I mean... I, what do you what, want to play? Oh, how about some Creed? You know, just... well, I
0: would say we could either play one off the album or we could
2: Do
1: you have... Could, now let's play the, the, the the one fun. the one is not released, so you can't sing that one. Which is the uh, the fine? Can you sing we'll, fine?
0: We can we'll, uh, we'll play fine. I don't remember We'd that We'll play the
2: fall though that we sent you. That's like fully done, the mastered version.
0: Okay. Um, let's see
1: here. Okay. This is this is so cool. Like you guys not, are not so... warmed
0: up here, Kelly. All right. Hey, you guys are so cool. Just.
2: Gangster I think so. That We haven't been playing live very much either just because of this year, but here we go.
3: Gasp, I felt the burn straight through the skin and struck a nerve. Paralyzing. Tell me where is she hiding. I they really recognize myself. Else for you, standing on the edge, sitting my head, got me numb after all. I didn't feel the fall. If you smelled the gas, would you strike a match? we had sweet into ash you stopped trying when you left me dying I barely recognize myself I try but I can't be someone else for you standing on the it in my head, got me numb after all. And I didn't feel the fall. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. I barely recognize myself. I try, but, but I can't, can't be someone else for you Standing on the edges in my head, got me numb after all I didn't feel the fall I didn't feel the fall
0: there you go. Yes. A non-warmed up version yes. of it. You
1: said song. not warmed up. Good lord. You guys are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when when will people get to see you? Like when will people are you doing live streams right now? Are you doing things that are, you know, where someone can tune into a concert and and uh and be able to experience you?
0: Um, we're just getting back into doing live streams, and you know what? We have one coming up. Uh it's uh I can't remember the date of it, and I wish I did because it's a a great live stream uh, with, I think it's a Keith Urban country kind of thing going on. I don't know the details because we just got emailed it this morning. But we are doing live streams coming up, especially Mm -hmm. like with our release of the new single and the upcoming singles and the EP. And dude,
2: if you ever want to do a live stream with us, we're super down, especially anything charity-wise. Like, dude, let us know.
1: Heck yeah. That is, you guys are I mean, my heart is beating. I-, I want to throw my underwear up on the stage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw- That's got- th- <laughs> I'm capturing my teeth. <laughs> throw my drawers up on the stage. <laughs> uh, I think it's amazing. Let me see. Look, hold on. There might be a special guest up in the uh, the the studio right now. Hey, Maddox. Okay. Come here, buddy. So yes. the reason why I started the whole podcast is because I wanted to humanize iconic people like you guys. I wanted to be able to sit with you. And obviously we talk about music. Come here, buddy. Um, come here, grab your stool over here, grab your stool and then get your headphones. Um, let me, let me zoom out just a little bit. So you'll be able to see him too. For sure. Um, let me go in and out okay there we go Bring Maddox up. what's up dude? what's up Hold on. Hold on. he's got to he, let
0: me do this so you can hear he oh, he's, gotta okay, go. he's got
2: to get the headphones headphones on what's up buddy what's going on hi I love your hair your hair is awesome
0: thank you so good to meet you we've heard how awesome you are from your dad and your mom let
2: me
1: do this scoot over this way towards me just a little bit we're going to do this because this is going to be a superstar um, he is just himself all the time, which is, I think is so cool. Um, I love it. So I made the podcast because of him and his sister, right? <laughs> and so Maddox is now nine years old. Maddox, can you tell them why you did your color on your hair the way that you did the colors?
3: Veterans Day.
1: Okay. Why was Veterans Day so important to you?
3: Because it's amazing.
1: Awesome. What it, Why uh, do you love veterans? Yeah. Awesome. So... I wanted to take, when I was telling you guys, I wanted to take iconic people like yourselves and I wanted to take this nine-year-old and I wanted to be able to say, Maddox, you see these people who are living their dreams. You see a Brit and a Nash that are living their dreams. They're, they're songwriters. They're producers. They produce music. They perform music. They perform to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I want you to know that you can do anything. Like you could do anything in the whole entire world. Like you, you could choose whatever you do. And here's the example of it. So this is my question for both of you. There's Maddox and McKenna. If you could, you both use their, both of their names. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to Maddox and
2: McKenna? Be really nice to your dad (laughs) and mom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no Maddox to you and your sister McKenna. I think other than, you know, being the best kids that you can be for your awesome parents, because they are great examples. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, I mean, they've helped inspire Nash and I for for, sure. for our dreams, just seeing how talented they are and how they've pushed each other and themselves to do what they do. Keep, just do what you love and, you know, don't let anyone else tell you what you should and shouldn't love to do. Just let yourself be your own happiness <laughs> and everything else will kind of come into play in full circle is what I would say. So Brit- I agree. It
2: Brit- Doesn't can- mean it'll be easy, but it'll be worth it. Well, Britt, can you speak to
1: McKenna? Can you say her name too? Can you speak to McKenna because McKenna has a voice and she sang at a performance, but she was very shy and it, and she was scared to 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 do it. And she sang, and I, I, it wasn't just the dad in me. The dad in me was so excited, but not only to an artist because she's an artist too. As far as like she can draw, she's very. I mean, she's an artist in her in her in who she is, but also as a, as a woman and as a girl in, in this, in this environment, in this world, what would your advice be to McKenna? She's 11 years old. Um, and if you could use her name, it would be awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, um, McKenna, all I would say is, you know, from personal experience, just be you and especially as a girl. And I know how cool you are because your parents are so cool and you're probably sorry, Kelly in Brooklyn, You're probably cooler than them. (laughs) But what I'm going to say is don't stop being you and just don't let anyone else tell you no, you know, just if you have a passion, go for it. And, you know, it it may be bumpy on the road sometimes, but that leads to greener pastures and you're going to be so much happier doing what you love with the people you love, surrounded by people that are like minded and positive and energetic and fun and just, mm-hmm. you know, humble people, you want to surround yourself with that. And in turn, you're going to have a very successful, humble, like, you know, just a great life. And I would say, just keep being you don't do anything else other than that.
1: Nash, the type of man that I want my little man to become, I, oh. I, I see in you. And I see, it. Wow, I see you. integrity. I see character. I see that, uh, you know, you're, you're so incredibly talented. You're humble. Um, what advice would you have for this little man? And if you could say his name, it would be great. Maddox.
2: Maddox. I mean, the biggest thing I would say is just be genuine to everyone you meet a, especially the girls that you're going to start talking to soon here. Um, like Britt said, be true to yourself. I'd say it's be humble, but also be strong in in your convictions and, and make sure you know where your belief systems are. And I think that's the, that's the thing. And you can do whatever you want if you do those simple things in any industry.
0: And I will say as a girl, treat any girl like you treat your mom and your sister.
1: He treats his mom really, really well. Um, okay, you guys are hip hop fans. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Are you guys Travis Scott fans?
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. dude.
1: Okay, I don't know if you can do this, and this is on cue. I don't know if you can. (laughs) Travis Scott's his favorite. Now we listen to the edited version. Mm -hmm. Is there any way? Because I know you guys do mashups too. Is there any way that you could play sicko mode?
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't right now. I, I I don't know it. Okay, you don't I know, know that, it. To, 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 the, to the What's the, yeah. what's
1: the mm-hmm. other Travis Scott song?
0: But, you know, what we can do is we can we'll learn send and, We'll and send, send you a, guys
2: a mashup of you it. You will?
0: Yeah. You'll yeah. send
1: a, a, for Maddox.
2: Oh, for yeah. sure.
0: Yes.
1: Maddox, can you tell Brit and Nash what you're doing on Fortnite right now and what is the most important skin that's out there that's hitting, that's dropping right now?
3: Dropping right
1: now. Yeah, you want to get close to this so they can hear you.
3: So dropping right now would be like the skin that just dropped.
1: Yeah, the one that, the ones that you want because there's ones in co- competition mode that you're working on, mm-hmm. and there's other ones that you could buy with the V bucks. But what is the ones? What's the ones right now that you're like that's my thing?
0: Soccer skins.
1: Soccer skins. Ooh. Nice.
0: Okay, so we we have Fortnite and we've played it a few times. I need to get back into it. I cause... think we
2: need to practice before we play Maddox. So I think we might get our our butts handed to us probably
0: yeah
1: Maddox do you think you would have to carry him
0: a lot
2: okay so this is is...
0: honestly Maddox you might drop us from your team yeah
2: (laughs) probably within the first one or two minutes so Maddox can you
1: teach Brit and Nash some of the words that you've been teaching your dad because you taught me the other day when when um when you don't want to do something what do you say
3: say just I'll carry you all the time.
1: No, no. When we were talking, remember when you said if <laughs> if you, you want to do something like you say, "Hey, you want to go skateboarding?" then I say not yes, but I say
3: sure. That.
1: Yeah? Yeah. So what do I say like if if I if you said, "Hey, dad, you want to go skateboarding?" You told me I need to say That. And if I don't want to do that, what do I say?
3: No, fam. <laughs> No, fam. No fam.
1: <laughs> so that's awesome. I need you guys. I, I to have start. to pick that up now. I need you
2: Brick's guys to start like, help on me that. fold the laundry, and I'll say no, fam.
1: Nah. is it no? Is it no, fam? <laughs> no, it's not. So do it. Nah, it's not, nah, fam. So, nah, fam. Teach them how to do it. Say, tell them, tell them,
0: nah, fam.
1: Okay, what's nah, fam? Wait, nah, so
0: fam. Maddox, what do I have to say if I'm like going to say yes to something? Bet, 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 like bet on it.
1: Bet. You, okay, but you don't even say on it. You just got to bet.
0: Bet. All right, bet. cool. I so, got it now.
1: So if if he says, you want to make out later, you say, bet. No.
0: Not a chance.
1: <laughs> not fam. Sorry. Not nah. a chance. <laughs> Not even want to even... Not even one. Oh, okay. Well, I, <laughs> all right,
0: Maddox. Nice to meet Maddox, you, Maddox. Thanks
1: for hanging with us, hey, Maddox. Maddox got his own style. He's like, I'm out now, Dad. Peace. Yeah, yeah. I'm going back to
0: Fortnite. I want to. Oh, I want to thank you
1: guys so much. Seriously, for being on the show, it has been. It has been my pleasure. Um, Now's the time, guys! All of you listening, where you click the links, you uh, you know, you patronize our sponsors. You do all the things that you're supposed to do. You subscribe, do all those things that you're, you're uh, that you that you need to do. You need to check out Golden West, Golden West underscore official. Um, the website is going to be coming out. The music is going to be coming out. The live streams, guys. I mean, any way that you could get a hold of these uh, two individuals, um, it is it's it's an experience. It's not just music. It's going to take your life, and and it helps you to be able to see yourself in a completely different light. And I just want to thank you guys uh, for being here. Um, you are officially off the hot seat, but I thank you both for taking your time to chop it up with me today.
0: Thank you so yeah. much. We, we appreciate you having us and we've missed catching up and talking. It's just good to see your face again. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I can't wait for when I push this button in the coming, there's going to be a different feel that's going to have some Golden West happening in this. But for now, we'll go with the regular outro. Sound good? All right. Okay, stay on for me, guys. Hold on.